This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Connected by Water. Thank you. Thanks. So we are here today with... Uh, Rhonda Bunker and Victoria Burgess. We're honored to have you guys, both of you guys. And um, I'm not going to define either one of you because you guys both do so many things. But we are definitely connected by water. So um, primarily, we met originally through the boat parade. Yes, we did. I yes, met both did. of you through the boat parade, actually. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, okay. I know. And your claim to fame, at least in my mind is when or at least actually i can't say claim the fame what really like threw the light on for me about you was when you did that paddle mm-hmm. from key west to cuba yeah right so for sure that sounded like yeah. a lot of fun <laughs> it was so much fun <laughs> was it rough it was rough it was about easily three foot steady the whole time so wow it could have been rough rougher more rough right rough, but rough. It definitely could have been a lot nicer <laughs> it's quite the accomplishment yeah it was fun it was a challenge for sure. Yeah, there were lots of questions before you came on about how you went to the bathroom and how did you <laughs> eat and, you know, so. Yeah, the bathroom question, that one comes up. That's like between that and the shark question, I'm not sure which one. I should have started taking a poll. Mm-hmm. You could do a shark like, and pee meter. So how do you, how do I go to the bathroom? Okay, you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how does that work with Key West to Cuba? I mean, you got like people on the other side that say, hey, I'm coming. Like, yeah, like take me through that whole process. You know, like to it? actually go over there or to come back? Just anything. Okay. I mean, I mean, how does that work? I mean, would you be like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Like, is anybody going to be there to receive me? I don't know. Well, I had to hire a boat to do it and a boat captain. Yeah. And there's a there have been people who have crossed before, like the swimmer, mm-hmm. Diana Nyad. So I kind of did some research to see how she did it. And then I contacted a boat captain that is very familiar with that area. Mm-hmm. So I hired him and he's familiar with the process to get in um so i didn't have to do a lot of that legwork as far as talking to cuba themselves 
Um, I just kind of hired him and paid him to do it. But um, so basically we took the catamaran. We had a 50 foot catamaran and my crew mm-hmm. and we sailed over. It took 22 hours <laughs> to sail over oh full God. sail because we had storms. So it was really windy and it took 22 hours. 22 so hour paddle. I almost beat it back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah, and then we got there, and once we checked in, we had to check in, obviously, at their customs. And then, um, mm-hmm. just like the Bahamas, same thing. And then um, I had to meet with their Commodore, and he had like a three-hour meeting with us. Just kind of explaining the history of um, the marine you know, industry over there, and their, mm-hmm. their ocean life, and how they want to get more connected to just By everybody water. in general. By water, really. It's the same love. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, so it was cool. You got a little bit of culture and then we were able to explore a little and went to bed and I left the next day because there was a storm coming. Um, we had a 10 day window that I was going to stay and I had to leave the next day. If I didn't leave the next day, I would have probably not made it or not have been able to even go. You're kidding me. No. So in three days time you went back and forth. Yep. Yep. You are so my hero. (laughs) And I had some mojitos too. And we took an old car ride around Cuba. We did a lot in like four hours. Oh, my goodness. It was cool. But wow. Yeah, then we left the next morning at like 7 a.m. So. And it took and you I how long to get back? It took 27 hours and 48 <clears throat> minutes nonstop. <laughs> Not that I was counting. Yeah, right. Well, I'm sure you count every second. <laughs> Wow, that's impressive. I mean, God, impressive. That's not even the word for it. That's phenomenal. 115 miles was the line we took. So were you wrecked after this? or? Um, I mean, how'd you feel? I felt good, you know, but, um, like, my legs were swollen. So mm-hmm. physically, yeah, I had swollen legs. I was a little bit exhausted. But my actual body was really tired for months. Yeah. I couldn't, even though I felt good and I wanted to work out, I actually wasn't as strong and I really I had nerve damage for four months in my right hand my two fingers so I kind of was limited but that night I was out we went to Duval Street mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my goal I was walking like a grandma everybody was walking <laughs> faster I'm like guys slow down but yeah it was cool that's great would you get Irish Kevin's and they put you up on stage and- <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you what happened yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, what stays there right All that's right. what I want to talk about was what happened well, bring the noise. Let's go see. Well, that's what. That's really what. That see. That's exciting. what. The Rhonda's. Rhonda's going to be like. No. 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 It's no. true. I mean, it wasn't. Pride it open. wasn't bad. It was just. I was like, I can't walk any farther. So we have to go to the first bar on Duval, which you usually go like to the middle or end or whatever. But the first bar wound up being some like '60s drag night, and it was really fun. We had a great time. '60s drag night. Yeah. Rhonda. '60s drag night. It's your take on '60s drag night. You know, I just <laughs> don't really have a comment about 60s drag. I mean, I'm totally down with 70s drag night. Yeah, 70s, 60s, that's what I, does it for you? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a harder one to get into yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit more a little bit more uh, granola, the 60s drag <laughs> yeah. night, than the 70s, yeah, the 70s, 70s drag night is a little bit more glamorous. They, right? like, let it hang more, you know? So yeah. Well, they like did that. let it hang, though. I'm sure. In, hanging. Even if they want, didn't want to. <laughs> so what made you do this? Come on. I mean, why, what inspired you, like, just to do it, to, like, just do, achieve it, or is there another reason? I mean, why? Well, I mean, I race paddle boards, and I've been an athlete my whole life. So mm-hmm. I've crossed a couple of islands in Hawaii from island to island. Um, this specific area I chose because I wanted to do something closer to home. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happened to be three times more the length than normal, but in Hawaii it's, like, 10-foot seas. 
whereas here it was flat. So different kind of training. So for me personally, I wanted to challenge myself. Um, I felt like, you know, as you get older, you just want to keep doing as much as you can, as much as you can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been in that kind of mindset recently and just I was like, all right, I got to keep going. It's tough when you work and I'm, I was going to school at the time, too. And so I was just like always pushing myself. I couldn't yeah. be on the race circuit anymore just because my schedule. So I started doing these navigational type of things. And then <clears throat> I think whenever you do something or for me anyway, it's always good to find that inner reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to face hard times and it's too easy to quit if you don't have a good reason. And I mean, it's a little bit selfish to just, I don't want to say that cause it's good to do stuff for yourself, but it's good to do stuff for other people too. Mm-hmm. And to have it all connect, you know, because in the long run, I mean, that's really why you did it is what matters, you know? Yeah, you did it. Okay. Yeah, I got it done. But then why you did it and what happens after, I feel like that's kind of what, what matters and what I found in the past. Yeah. That's a good um, point. You know, so the yeah. fallout from from your actions is really it's not necessarily the action it's right you know the follow through after and you know, so how then, people respond to it yeah exactly so I was just trying to think of something that was meaningful to me um, and being an athlete growing up as a female I know there's been a lot of different obstacles nowadays it's a little bit it's getting better mm-hmm. um, but I was like you know what this is like a positive thing I didn't want to focus too much on like the cancers and the usual, you know, fundraiser things. I wanted to do something a little more, um, I don't want to say positive, but in motivating for yeah. just people who are just trying to achieve their dreams. Sure. Um, and especially the girls. And I know they have a hard time these days, especially in school. And mm-hmm. it's just changed as a society. So I chose to do it for that. That's great. That's, I mean, that's a great reason. I mean, we're, we're a big supporter of, I think when Amanda and Emily were on, um, not too long ago, I think they brought up, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how they kind of put it. Like, they're not looking to, like, you know, say women are just as good as men. or They're just looking for, like, inclusion into mm-hmm. the whole idea of, you know, we're all kind of in this together. Yeah. You know, the, it's not like, you know, trying to win or be better than the next right. or whatever like that. But to say, hey, we're all kind of here. And, you know, I think for um, female athletes, um <clears throat> whether it be water sports or even just you know, any sport. Mm-hmm. Really. I think in the last decade, especially they've come, it's come a long way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think a lot of it is because inspiring actions, like, you know, things that you do mm-hmm. say, Hey, you know, we're going to achieve this. You yeah. know? And people always ask, you know, why do people climb mountains and why do people do these things? And it's like, well, that's a reason why right? Right. you push the right. human limit and you push the social standard and you know, you can achieve great things. Yeah. Yeah. But I, sure. I look at Victoria and I, I look at Amanda and Emily and I put them in the same kind of grouping in the sense that they're all three women who are very strong and very smart and more than anything, they're great role models for women. Mm-hmm. And they are showing young girls that you can go out and you can be successful and you can be strong and you can you can fish or you can paddle or whatever it is you choose to do without having to fall into the trap of, you know, showing TNA to do it. You know, you can right. be respected. And that's one of the things I love about all three of them. And working with Victoria, you know, finding out that she's very much like that and she's very much into promoting girls in a positive light rather than being objects. And, you know, the other thing is our common goal with Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she does things in a way that she's not out promoting herself. Mm-hmm. You know, people recognize what she's doing as a result of her, like she was saying, her actions. She's not 
out there saying, hey, look at me, I'm so great. She just goes out and does good things. And as a result, it impacts a lot of people. And that's why you know I feel really excited and, and very blessed to be working with her on the projects that we're working on together just because of who she is. Oh, thanks. <laughs> She's nice, isn't and she? Actually, she says she nice is. things all the time. Well, only, I only say it if it's true. I mean, if, if I don't like you, you'll it's hear true. that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mince oh, words. If, if I say something nice, it's sincere. Um, if I say something harsh, it's true and it's sincere as well. So, you know, if you're on the, the good side and you're a good person, then you're going to like me. If you're not, you're going to hate me. So there you go. Right. Face yeah. value. Yeah. Right. Are you a little freaked out that the, the boat parade is on Friday the 13th this year? No, I like oh. it. I it's think cool, it's right? kind of cool. Um, I'm interested to see if anybody comes out with a Halloween type of, you know, scary boat. Right. Um, I, I, my birthday's on the 13th, not December, but it's always been a good day for me. So mm-hmm. I'm not freaked out by the. Oh, so you're used to like every now and then you get a Friday the 13th birthday. I am. Oh, and so, yeah, I, that day doesn't freak me out. Like I'll walk under a ladder on that day, you know, <laughs> on purpose. I'll run with scissors. Yeah. I do all that stuff <laughs> on Friday the 13th <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been hurt. So there you have it. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about everybody taker. else? <laughs> no, they'll be fine. I'll, I'll protect them under my Friday the 13th magic spell I, you know y'all as long as they're nice and they play by the rules and they'll be good if they don't i'll shank them you there know. you go <laughs> you know. special olympics is is what are they they're, they're sponsoring what are they they're the for this year's boat the special olympics what's their involvement this they're, year oh they're grand marshal this year yeah. and you know when i took over the parade this was my fourth year chairing it and I really looked at the parade. We were the longest consecutive running parade in the country. Mm-hmm. So the Greater Pompano Beach and Lighthouse Point Holiday Boat Parade, presented by Joey Accardi, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Hi, Joey. Um, we are the longest parade. And mm-hmm. for you know, we had a lot of lean years for, for several years. And the thing I love about this parade is it's a community-driven parade. It's, it's not a commercialized parade. It's the grassroots parade of the people from Pompano and Lighthouse Point and you know, Fort Lauderdale and all the surrounding areas that put the time and the money and the energy into decorating their boats just to have fun with their friends and family, as well as put on a good show for the residents and, you know, the people that come along the parade route. And it was kind of dying and it made me sad because it was so symbolic and it had been around for so long. So I'm like, well, what can we do to kind of spice it up? And you know, I, I looked at grand marshals, and, and a lot of times grand marshals for events are celebrities that make, you know, five bazillion dollars a year and, mm. and, and whatnot. And that's great. You know, do your thing, make your money. I don't care. But I really wanted it to have meaning. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be something that people could embrace and celebrate and, and people could look up to. And so last year I, I made a change, and Freedom Fighter Outdoor was our first, as I call it, symbolic special um, grand marshal. And, you know, you all were there at the, the captain's meeting and to see, you know, p- the members of Freedom Fighter and, and some of our veterans get up and, and basically commandeer the meeting and have so much fun with it and mm-hmm. get their families out. Um, to me, that was really special. And I felt like we were moving in the right direction. And, you know, the beginning of the parade, Victoria was right next to me for, for the start of it. And the first time ever, we started with the national anthem. And again, I looked at it in the sense that if it weren't for the sacrifice that these veterans had made, we wouldn't be sitting along the parade route enjoying things like this. So I wanted people to stand. In fact, I told anybody if they kneeled, I would shove them in the intercoastal during this Mm -hmm. (laughs) national anthem. And I I would have. Um, But what was really cool about that moment is the Coast Guard boat was out in front of our staging area. And 
the veterans were on the Coast Guard boat. We got permission from the U.S. Coast Guard to have our veterans on the boat. And one of the veterans' sons was standing there holding the flag as the national anthem was sung by um, a young lady from Stoneman Douglas. So it was a really special, powerful moment. Um, we also had moved it to Fridays, which, which helped. And what I loved the most about last year's parade in making these changes was the feedback I got from the community. And although people love the fact that we had so many more boats, they love the fact even more that it was so special and mm -hmm. that we we really encompassed the community and the things that make the community and the country, for that matter, strong and special. And so I knew that, you know, people loved it and people would embrace it and we were able to raise money for Freedom Fighter as well. So in looking at this year, you know, I've worked with Special Olympics for several years. I know that Victoria has worked with Special Olympics for several years. And you look at these athletes who have, you know, when we think about our day-to-day -day, day -day lives, they have so much to overcome before they even get out of bed in the morning. And when I started coaching swimming with Special Olympics, um, I was amazed. They, you know, these kids with Down syndrome and autism, and, and a lot of them have other obstacles, you know, to face as well as that. They smile. They're happy. They're just glad to be part of something. They don't complain. You know, I have I have one Olympian that has actually won over five five or six medals now on the national level. And the only thing she would complain about is if I didn't sing her Taylor Swift song before, you know, practice <laughs> right. started. Yeah. She's like, sing Taylor Swift. And, Can you, know, you sing it for us? No. Cause oh, come she, on. She, no, that was no, good. No. What song was it? I'm not going to tell like you. Like I know any Taylor yeah. Swift songs. But. <laughs> she taught it to me. But anyway, I'm not really, I mean, Taylor's. How does it go? I don't remember. I'm old. I don't remember stuff. Mm. You know, more than like 30 days. Right. But um, but it was cool to you know <laughs> to, to see the kids, you know, just get out there and just do it, and you know, so as a result of that, I'm like, what better organization for this year is our Grand Marshal than the Special Olympics? And yep. one of our Olympians, one of our Special Olympians, is actually going to be singing the national anthem this year to start off the parade. So who is one awesome. of the Special Olympians? Wow. Yeah. Really cool. Very so cool. It's gonna yeah. Be, it's going to be really, really cool. Awesome. And we moved our staging area to Taha Marine this year, so we're going to be able to have a big street party Shout there. out to Nader. I know. I love Nader. He's, he's a like cool dude. The, he's like one of the nicest people ever, mm -hmm. and his family's been you know, supporting the community for so long. I'm like, I want to support this guy. He's such a good guy. I am so happy that that got moved to them. Because it's really, it really um, symbolizes mm -hmm. what the parade's all about, yep. and and it's a local yeah. thing, and yep. it's of the people, for the people, by the people of Pompano Beach, and it's only fitting that that goes to a place in that location that is of the people, for the people, and by the people of Pompano Beach. That's I right. can't say that any more clear than I just did. Well, I could, but I won't. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No, don't. There it is. <laughs> They're going to run a snort meter, y'all. So <laughs> Someday but, but, I'll be living in a oh big old city. Oh, my God, you're, you're a Swifty. See? Well, that's the only one I know because that, that's when she used and to be a country. all you're ever going to be is mean. There you go. Dennis. But, no, it is. You know, when, when you have people that are hardworking, that have supported community, paid the taxes in the community, you know, all of that good stuff. And well, how long have they been there? 40 years. 40 years. They've had that property for yeah, 40 years. There and you then, go. you know, somebody throws a tantrum because they don't get their way because they don't get to buy the property. And they, you know, no, 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 that's not going to work. Yeah. I'm going to support these guys. And, you know, if they would have had a lot that was 
three inches by six inches, I would have said, okay, y'all, we're going to just right. squeeze in tight, and that's what we're doing it. We're so, a cherry picker. We're going to yeah. put it right yeah. there, and yeah. someone's going to hang <laughs> yeah. over the intercoastal with a microphone. But, or... you know, well, <laughs> Here we go. What? This is our spot. It's actually a better location. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have yeah. grandstands there. It's going to Well, that's where fun. we did the bridge dedication. It, and, it was perfect. And uh, speaking of hashtag bridge people, right. I mean, we've got a great backdrop because there's this artist who – like he thinks he's really cool. Anyway, um, oh, he's right here. It's all right. It's all good. Um, he did this amazing, amazing mural on the bridge, and so that's going to be for people to enjoy as the bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, the boats come through the, mm-hmm. the bridge, and and yeah, so it's even more beautiful. So I'm I'm super excited, and again, glad to support Nader and his family. And it's going to be really fun this year. It's going to be good. I mean, listen. You turn that thing around. I think so, too. Yeah, right? I remember. And I mean, right now, I think it's really important to keep that local feeling in Pompano because, you know, it's kind of uh, getting busy. <laughs> we're starting yeah. to lose yeah. it, and right. it's sad. Yeah, and, and you know, that's that's we're really trying to keep that. So. Um, there was, when, when I did the bridge project, there was some discussion about that. Mm-hmm. And um, there was not pushback, but towards the end, there was someone who came in in question, and we're like, listen, the, the artwork that's on this bridge, this is kind of what this town's all about. You know, this yep. we're not like, you know, South Beach and we're not, right. you know, right. even Fort Lauderdale. You know, this is Pompano Beach. This is a fishing town. It's, it's a salt water town. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's a boating town. It's a surf town. I mean, even though the waves could be better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's still, I mean, you know, yeah. it, it's in the fabric of the people. Yeah, and you don't want right. to lose that identity. Ah, you know? Not at all. I mean, that's another reason, too. It's like, you know, um, with our, the way our brands are aligned with Troy, and eat, drink, and be local. I mean, we're right. not aligned with that brand just because, you know, I'm friends with Troy. We're aligned with that brand because it embodies everything that we believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, Papa's Raw Bar as a place embodies mm-hmm. everything that we believe in. I mean, it's a special place yep. run by special people, all local people, um, eat, drink, be local. I mean, it's it's all in the fabric of what we do here. Connected by water mm-hmm. is the same theory, right. you know, of it's just all, you know, we're all connected. There's a deeper um, thing that brings us together than yeah. just the act of paddleboarding or right. surfing or fishing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's right. a culture behind it, and it connects us all. Yeah, and yeah. I always think that's something that I think about a lot when I'm in the water. I I mean, the fact that you could be, and just using surfing for an example, because I do that a lot, mm-hmm. um, you could be sitting among 50 people. You don't know their name. Mm-hmm. You have no clue their status. You know, you don't know where they work, right. what they do. And you guys could be like the closest friends before you even found that out. Right. You know, and it's only because you are connected by water. Right. And right. so it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, unless I mean, they, unless when you got the inside, they don't. Yeah. Well, some <laughs> people <laughs> then you're Maybe not, not. <laughs> you're not going to be connected by a fist. But, <laughs> but we have a really tight um, surf club and okay. it's so random. Like the people. Yeah. It's not like. You know, it's just a bunch of characters, all different. And it's really cool. And we get together like, I mean, we're together like a family. You know, yeah. And it's just, and it's all because we're connected in that way. What's the and surf so, club? Um, it's South Florida Longboard Association. Oh, very cool. So Yeah. They've been around, I think, 50 something years. Mm-hmm. The second or first long, longest running club in Florida. Nice. But yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. When fun. do you guys get together? Uh, the first Thursday of every month. At Burgers and Suds in Pompano Beach. Really? Supporting the locals. Can I come? <laughs> you can. Bring your longboard. Actually, we're doing it tonight. Cause I, I, got my, I got my I got my Wave Hog 7.6. <laughs> Is that big enough? That's okay. It counts. And for, me, it's big. for me, it's a longboard. <laughs> that's for sure. size doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Thanks, Rhonda. You're welcome. 
I mean, on boards. On I, other pref- stuff I mean, I like longer boards, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like long boards and I cannot lie. <laughs> baby shark. Oh, well, no, dang, there's no, number two. Before we go into baby shark, the one I'd like to say one more thing about the parade. <laughs> and we talked about local and, you know, and Troy, I love Papa's Raw Bar. I, mm-hmm. I love their food. Like, don't even make me go there because I'll get hungry. <laughs> but the other thing that was important to me with the parade, and I love Joya Cardi so much and not in a creepy, weird way. He is such a strong supporter of the community. He doesn't go out. Joey's awesome. He's This guy's amazing. I mean, the thing I love about him, he doesn't go out and promote himself. Mm-hmm. He just does good from a good place. Right. And, and for me, it was it's very important to have sponsors who do things for the right reasons and who do things out of the pureness of their heart, not because they're going to get, you know, airtime or whatever. They're, they're mm-hmm. doing it because it's a good thing. And, and he is such a good role model as a business owner in the community mm-hmm. and he gives back so much i mean more than people even know yeah right now joey's listening to this going mm-hmm. don't tell people i give <laughs> okay he, he gives hey, me what's like his phone number it's like, yeah. no i don't mean no i'm just kidding all. i'm just kidding okay. no but if they <laughs> only knew how much he no, does and, i mean yeah. they, I, like, I like the fact that he's been so supportive of the parade mm-hmm. and he's he's just been phenomenal and for me it's important because he does have such a rock solid reputation, and I like that association with the parade. Mm-hmm. So not only is he a great person in the community, and he does do so much, um, and he does it with so he has no expectation of anything in return, right. which makes you want to do even more for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just feel really blessed that we get to work with him. Doing it for the right reasons, you know. And you know what? And even that team, the surreal team. Um, in his boat and everything, like all those guys in that boat awesome. are awesome. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Like I saw, he's puts together, like all the guys, the, like he just draws like good people around him. It's I good. saw Jason this morning, and you know, well, was, except that guy. Oh yeah, you know, like his family's so Coop? cute. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. I love you know, and you know, Coop's da- a good, yeah, like you know, Dash. He and is Marlon a he is friends. well, yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> they support the podcast. They Co- Coastal wealth. Yeah, they're yeah. they're awesome, and he's just a solid. We had this great conversation this morning about doing the right thing for the right reasons, and 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 he's another guy that just does good. Yeah, you know, and he's got the most adorable family. I mean, besides you. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And I know, although I didn't get him baby shark cereal, so, so I want to talk to you about that. What did you ex- like? I know you brought that oh, like in. Fruit Loops. Right. Yeah, I didn't kind taste of. it. I Let's bring it the, the bring that out. Bring that out front and Can you show <laughs> everyone? Can you show everyone what you brought me yesterday? It's not for you. It's for your beautiful children. I can't feed them that stuff. Oh, yes, you can. Or you can turn around and you and Liz can have a romantic dinner and have mommy and daddy Ro- shark. <laughs> shark mushrooms. Listen. Oh, they're shark shrooms. Ooh. Oh no, they're like ooh. It's, it looks like a combination of Fruit Loops meets Lucky Charms. Yeah, it does actually. Huh. You you bring on you bring on someone with you that went paddleboarding <laughs> from Key West to Cuba and my couldn't feel my legs for twenty months. And you want me to just fill my kids with sugar? I'm trying to bring role models on here of the health and like. I am gonna do the next crossing with her as long as I have a cabana boy, a bartender, and a little motor on my board. Well, I'm actually, I had that. those on my boat. Oh, why did you call me? I should have. Huh. <laughs> cabana boy. But no, baby shark, I think, is very important mm-hmm. to, I don't know, the boat parade. We sang it during the broadcast <laughs> last year. It. We actually sang it. If anybody actually went and watched the it. People which, in the stands were probably like, oh, God, here they go again. I know. But And then there's Lone Shark that, you know, I, did you ever give him his baby shark shirt? 
No, I haven't seen him. <sighs> That's actually a daddy shark. Peyton. I haven't seen him. Every time I, every time I get out there, he's always on vacation because it was the summer. So he's always taking his kids all over. Okay, Peyton, I got you a daddy shark shirt. And I texted it to him. Oh, okay. So he's all. He's, yeah. I expect you to wear it in the boat parade. I've been a hermit lately. I know. Like completely. I've been just stuck in here. You've just, been connected by work. Much. Been, it's yeah, hot out. Yeah, I've been connected by by walls right connected lately. Connected by podcasts. Yeah. Hashtag bridge people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I really thought that that was going to go more viral than it did. I know you did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bridge people's lives. Not that I'm keeping count. Are in, they're important. And we thought we were all cool down the bridge. And it's like, yeah, we're bridge people. And like, you know, Justin and I are hashtag and bridge people, mm-hmm. hashtag and connected by friendship. And like, <laughs> I actually looked up. Jeff hash- Bridges was my favorite hashtag. No, I like hashtag, Jeff Bridges. hashtag bridge over troubled waters. Right. Yeah, that's oh, good one too. Hashtag Bridges in Madison County. What else did we have? I don't know. A bunch. We had a, uh, you had Todd a bunch. Bridges. Hashtag Todd, Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges. Yeah. Todd Bridges was another, yeah. <laughs> we did this like back and I forth. I missed it. Yeah. yeah well, there's you a didn't lot miss of it. it. We were we were laughing. <laughs> you and I were like hashtag need a life. No, but <laughs> we did this whole hashtag, and we thought you know we're going to start this like hashtag Bridge People movement, and she thought. No, Justin was kind of on board. Justin too. was on board. He was. Yeah. He was keep Meanwhile, talking. Yeah, Gee, that's just Justina. So tell me about Molokai to Oahu. Oh. <laughs> Molokai to Oahu. Yeah. Um, Molokai to Oahu is in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and it's the world championship race. It's a 32-mile channel crossing. Um, 32 miles. Mm-hmm. From the island of Molokai to the island of Oahu. That's that. <laughs> so you did that um, how I long did ago? that in, I think it was 2016. Okay. You had to qualify to get in, and it was a big. Is that a, a race? Big, it's a race. It's the world. Oh, okay, it's so it wasn't just like one of your, like no, a, yeah. you're doing this for. It was an like, actual race. Um, it's a downwind race, which they do mostly in Hawaii. Okay. Um, there were some downwind runs, but it was it was uh, it was pretty big out there. It was like ten foot. Wow. But yeah, it was it was really fun. Ten good foot. Time. <laughs> yeah, it was big. So I said I wanted to experience the channel's power. And I got to, that's for sure. I was like, it started out kind of calm. I'm like, all right. And then all of a sudden it just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm like, well, this is what I wanted. (laughs) I don't want to go 10 foot for 32 miles on a biking. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing this on a paddleboard. I'm going, I'm riding the waves. So, you know, my board's shorter. So it stays in that trough. All right. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> the boards well, are different that they ride out there. They well, have a rudder system. Okay. The downwind boards. So they have a lot more nose rocker, and then they have a rudder, so you can steer your board into the wave so you can kind of stay on the swell because it's obviously going different directions, not always, go, always going where you want it to go. Right. Um, so they kind of zigzag around. It's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, no, sounds like a blast. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Count me in next time. <laughs> me too. So you do a lot of, <laughs> lot of races, paddleboard races like I that? I did, yeah. Um, those are more of crossings. Like downwinders is what I started getting into. I'm from coming from a surfing background. I started yep. liking ocean paddling more, obviously. Okay. Um, flat water grind is like ugh, kind of a pain. Okay. But, so I started navigating more towards that style race. And when you're on the like the race circuit, I guess you could say, or the tour, the girls are when the guys are mostly like full time mm-hmm. racers. So once you reach that certain point, it's like you're either the fastest around the area, but you're not pro or you're pro. So I kind of got stuck in that little thing where I'm like, well, I got to work. So, you know, what can I do to to challenge myself still and like have fun? And then that's when I started open ocean. That's cool. So you find flat water like 
more grueling. Oh gosh, yeah. Paddleboarded before. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, once well, or twice, but you know. when you're just paddleboarding and it's flat, you're the motor. Yeah. And the ocean, at least you can use it to your advantage, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, unless it's headwind, but still, um, flat water. If you stop paddling, you're gonna stop. So like, the, and the whole time you're just like hammering a hundred percent. Which is a weird thing because most sports they get into like these paces or they learn how to like kind of slow down. Mm-hmm. Paddleboarding's like everybody goes all out until the last one standing, basically, and then they collapse at the end. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. You ever done a Bahamas run? I'm sure. Right? I haven't done that. No. You haven't done the Bahamas mm-hmm. run yet. Not okay, yet. it's mostly yeah. I know. Um, I guess a couple of guys got an organization yeah. around here that that they do that on crossing and stuff like that. So yeah, it's pretty much a big whole thing. Yeah. I go. Yeah. Like Interesting. A half mile sometimes. <laughs> Do you? Oh my god, my legs swelled up. Vandy wants really? a paddleboard. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you gotta talk to Vandy. You check your circulation. <laughs> I love to paddleboard actually, but not 113 miles. <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it um, with my kids. Yeah. So I, I've Bring only paddleboarded a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just grew up. You know, I used to work at BC. Okay. Um, growing up, and you know, I used to surf a lot when I was younger, but and now it's like I think the last time I paddled out was like three years ago in Costa Rica. Oh. Yeah, so if it's good. you know I've been so wrapped up with building this and everything yeah. like that, and when I do get out, it's like really mostly to fish. Yeah, and then so it's like you nice. know, and obviously like the stars got to align around here, like when there's actually surf, and I actually don't have <laughs> appointments and meetings and projects to kick out. So yeah, bring um, your kid, bring your kids. Excuses, out. excuses, excuses. Right. Mm-hmm. Bring Abby. So. We bring Marlon. Oh, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, my daughter said that she'd be into it maybe I could just yeah, throw her on the her front out. and like get her kind of used to like being out there and you know, stuff like we hold a on. race in pompano twice a year um and we include a kids race in it too oh really so yeah yeah she nice. gets on the board a couple of times you don't even have to have a board most people just like grab boards from everybody else after the race and then we let them go all right Van- vandy that. was telling me the other day um and i think she wants to talk to you after the podcast but she wants to get a paddle board too okay. so she's cool. probably looking for a little guidance as to yeah how to get started on that or sure. which way to go yeah. Oh my God. Speaking right. of speaking of snorting. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, Jay just had surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, d- for those of you that don't know, Jay is a Marine Unit Police Officer in the Intercoastal of Pompano Beach. He's very the, proud of the work he does and his awesome. and his badminton skills. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. He's, he's going to shank you. Yeah. Prob- probably. <laughs> I'm going to be under arrest by the time this thing's over. <laughs> so anyway, um, he's also connected to us by water. I met him through the boat parade too. Mm-hmm. The first year I chaired it. Yep. He walked in. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> Wait, should I say that on? Yeah, anyway, too late. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever you want, So anyway, so he just had surgery and he's on crutches. And so on the weekend, there's these little girls next door love Marlon. Mm-hmm. So they will come over to play with Marlon. Marlon the dog. My dog. You need to clarify these things. Yeah. They might be Marlon might be like your neighbor. <laughs> for, that name <laughs> <laughs> We're up to four now. It's four, five. <laughs> That's five. It's five. Okay. I missed one. Nemo, Marlon, whatever. Okay, so Marlon's my dog. He's the best dog in the world. He's also the mascot for the boat parade. But anyway, they love Marlon. He's just a cool dog. So they come over. Can we play with Marlon? So, like, oh, yeah. we can roll some film of Marlon's commercial right now. Oh my now. god, because Marlon's oh, yeah. now Starlin. Oh my god, we have to totally roll. Look it. how handsome. <laughs> I know, and he was on death row, but that's another story. Oh. I digress. But anyway, the little girls come over to you rescued them. Yes, but let me tell you about the little girls. All right, tell me about so the little they, girls. They come over, and this the one, the youngest one is hilarious. Mm-hmm. She's six, and she's like so precocious; it cracks me up. 
And she was telling us how she got her head stuck in cornhole when she was a baby. And <laughs> she tells us, she's like, she goes, and they had a chainsaw. And my dad's like, that's my daughter's head. No. And Wait, they, rewind for a second. What happened? That was two right there. We, like, we two for, oh, my God. She's hilarious. She's like, when I was a baby, I got my head stuck in cornhole. I'm like, How? And so she wasn't like a newborn just laying there rolling around. Um, she was like two, and they were playing cornhole, and she went to go grab the bag, and she stuck her head through the <laughs> hole and couldn't get it back out. So they actually had to cut her yeah, head cut out her of it. Does oh she have like a wood ring around her neck? <laughs> I don't know what she had. Stop it. Who is this? <laughs> who? Who is this? Who, who's the girl again? The little neighbor girls. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. So anyway, they come to play with Marla. You're going to have to get me the whole story on this. Oh, my God. She has, her stories are epic. She she goes. How old is she now? She's six. Six? I mean, like, I almost pee myself with her stories. And so then she's like, (laughs) my friend's dogs, or my friend has two chihuahuas, and they lick each other's private parts. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And I said, Marlon doesn't do that. She goes, if there was another dog here, he would lick his private. So I'm like, okay, now what else do you want to talk about? But anyway, to my point, name dropper, bringing this up, (laughs) I didn't drop her last name. We're going to have to bleep that out. Yeah. Bleep her out because she's (laughs) underage. Anyway, my point is, so she's over and she's telling us these stories and I'm like laughing so hard that I'm almost crying. Well, she says something and I snort. So after I snort, she goes, (laughs) which Jay and I lost it because she was totally mocking me and she's six. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had tears coming down my face. (laughs) I was kind of, you had to be there, but she's hilarious. We Mm -hmm. should bring her in for a podcast. We should. (laughs) Yeah. Six year old. Yeah. She's, oh my God. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met. I I, I think if she and Sean and Joey were together, oh, Mm -hmm. we could sell that show out. (laughs) You think so? huh? Yeah. But, um, yeah, but no, Marlon is a rescue. Marlon's a rescue. I didn't want him. Why not? Poor. Well, I, no. I mean, that Does he know mean. that? Well, no. I mean, Marlon, cover your ears for this next part. <laughs> I had just lost my lab to cancer, and I just uh. was not ready for another dog. I, I I cried for three days over my lab. And How old was the lab when he was ten? She was ten. She was ten. Yeah, and she got osteosarcoma in her jaw. Ugh. And you know, I w- the doc. You know, we tried everything, and I just wanted her to be comfortable and. Like, well, you could remove her jaw. I'm like, that's just inhumane. So yeah. when she was ready, I, I put her down, and it was horrible. And um, she was just a great dog, and so I, I just decided I, I couldn't do that to myself again. I was never right. going to get another dog. Yeah. And my son was at Ole Miss at school, and he came home for the summer, and he'd already been texting me every day, you need a dog, you need a dog. So he gets home, and he's like, we're getting a dog. I said, I'm not getting a dog. And he was relentless. This kid is tenacious. Yeah, Alex said this? Yeah, Alex. Yeah. yeah, you met my son. and you met my Everybody mm-hmm. knows my son. So... Alex is like all over it, and he's he's like we're getting a dog, and he found this thing at the Miami um, Pound, basically, what mm-hmm. is it, the the Humane Society, and they were doing this open adoption thing. He's like, we're going, and he would not let up. So I'm like, fine, we'll go, but I purposely like went, like took a really long time to get ready, and we went three hours after it opened because I'm like, by the time we get there, it'll only be like animals that want to eat you. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds <laughs> like my children before they need to go to bed, like the <laughs> ultimate staller. So like, take I her did. I, st- I did a kid going to bed stall. Yeah. And so I'm driving like a grandma in the first lane. It's like, mom, I'm like, 35's a limit on the freeway, right? Because <laughs> I just didn't want a dog that I would like to be there. So we get there, and at first, all you see are the dogs that want to eat you. And so he's walking around. He comes back, and he's got this puppy. I'm like, you know, I should have driven 25. And so we bring this little puppy out, 
And I had this thing, it's got to be a lab, it's got to be a girl, it's got to be, you know, these these rules. And so it's a girl and it's a lab, and but she's like Cujo. She's like three months old and this dog, I've never seen a mean puppy until that moment. A <laughs> dog wanted to kill us. I kid you not, I was almost naked and afraid. It was scary. Yeah, so it's anyway, a shame seeing little puppies it, like that. It broke that, my you know? heart. It's but like this you can dog, only think like what happened to you. I know, I mean, and, and I just think, I don't know, it was sad, it broke my heart, but I'm like, we're around kids so much, I can't bring a puppy like this, you know, into my household. So he goes back, he's like, there's one more puppy. And I'm like, huh. So he goes and gets this puppy, and it's a boy. And I have never had a boy dog. And I'm like, Alex, I don't want a boy dog. They pee on everything. Their lipstick pops out. I don't want any part of it, you know? <laughs> lipstick. Sorry, just no, that. you're good. Dude. Okay. Keep, keep, keep anyway. rolling. Okay. So anyway, I'm like, I don't want a boy dog. And they had him listed as <laughs> Rover the German Shepherd. But he was super cute. And he had mange. And he hands him to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, he just curled up on my neck. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, I don't even care what shade your lipstick is. I'm going to keep you because he was so cute. <laughs> oh, and then the little kennel lady came over and she's like, well, he's actually going to be put down if he doesn't get adopted. So he's half price. Oh. And I'm like, well, Aww. what's half price? He goes, today for thirty-seven fifty. And I'm like. Yeah, just cover those that's shots. Yeah, I was like, much. like his, that's like his street cred name is thirty-seven fifty now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my, half, my bargain basement dog. So I rescue him and we realized Rover wasn't going to work. So we named him Marlon. And this dog. From day one, never peed in the house, never chewed anything. He was two and a half months old. He has turned out, he goes fishing with me. He goes paddle boarding with us. He goes everywhere. And he's just the coolest dog. He, he is a cool dog. And mm-hmm. he's our mascot. You put him on the shirts and mm-hmm. he's just a cool dog. And so. It's like Abby's best friend. He, oh my God. They're so in love. Yep. They are. They have like a major crush. But it's it's he's my first rescue. And I will tell you after him. I am such an advocate for rescuing dogs. I mean, I've always felt people should rescue. I just never had. And he's the dream dog. I mean, if every dog in the world was like him, everybody would have 10 puppies. Mm -hmm. Everybody. You have a dog, too. Yeah, I have two. Your favorite. Two dogs? Yeah, I rescued one. Yeah? He's a little five-pound Yorkie. And it was sad because he he actually still has a little mean streak. But when we first got him, you'd walk over to him, and he'd be like, and then he'd just try to bite you. Really? So like you were saying before. Yeah, like, like what how do happened? People, yeah, like five pounds, really? You know, I know yeah. it's so sad. Abby's like, um, we have Abby. She's what four years old now. Yeah, and the same age. Yeah, so she, um, she's like part lab mix with greyhound, and she's a very unique looking dog. Mm-hmm. And she's um, beautiful. She is really gorgeous. She's, like, she's got these eyes. That, I don't know, whatever. She's she's all. Let's show a picture right here. She's <laughs> so pretty. It's my baby girl. And mushy, I call her. Oh. Um, just because she's so meek. Like, she's, like, not, like, when Sean will, if, like, he makes a loud noise, as most little boys do, like, she'll, like, like oh. run, run and go into the room or something yeah. like that. And she's just, like, so you can only, wonder. we got her at four months old. Hmm. So you can only imagine, like, what That's these sad. dogs go through. Because yeah. we rescued her from good karma. And um, there was two, and her sister had already gotten adopted, else I would have taken both of them because they were Thelma and Louise. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> so we, um, the kids wanted to give the dog her own name, but we kept Louise as the middle name yes. because it's also my sister's name. So it kind of oh, like made cool. sense. So we call her, you know, a whole bunch of things, but Abby Louise, Abby Louise, Abby Lou, Lulu, Louise. And she, they, yeah. they like curl up together. They came over Aww. for Jay's birthday. Bestie? 
and brought us yeah. cakes. And I no ordered, doubt. I ordered enough food for like 30 people. <laughs> there were <laughs> not 30 of us. But <laughs> it's like as soon as they see each other, they're like star-crossed lovers. Oh. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, I love you so much. It's so cute. Yeah, I think yeah. we're still eating pizza from Jay's birthday. Oh my god! I yeah. got I ordered calzone, pizza, chicken wings. Yeah, we're all like like staring at a Category Five hurricane. We're like, happy birthday, Jay! We're all gonna die. We're gonna die, but yeah. we're gonna go out big on this one. And they brought a hurricane cake, which I know some people on Facebook were offended by, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, it's part of the culture. It's yeah, part of I the know. fabric of being a South Floridian. Is this hurricanes? I mean, I mean how, come on. how would you get through a hurricane with no memes? Exactly. I know. I know. Sense of humor because. <laughs> That would suck, but I'd be just yeah, stressed out. And Jay had us, and and it was funny because then you know Jay tries to sneak up on you, but with his crutches right now, it's like Igor. You know, you hear him coming a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Yeah, that was scary. But no, it was it was a fun birthday, and the kids had fun, and the dogs had fun, and then we had a rainstorm, and yeah, it was right. a fun night. That's cool. What kind of dogs do you have? I have the Yorkie and a Vishla. Oh, that's right. Vishla. I love those dogs. I used to have, have a Weimar on her. She wants to come for a play date. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Just one, so. Let's go to the beach. Yeah. Oh, she's still a puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. I used mm-hmm. to have a Weimar on her. Okay. Savannah Jane. And um, I love that dog. Yeah. Very similar mm-hmm. to the Vistula. It's only like a different color. Different color and smaller. Yeah. But other than that. Yeah. It's like a little cuddle bug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted the Vistula. Is it Vistula, Vistula? Mm-hmm. Vistula? Is there a proper name Vistula, to say? But yeah. People say Vistula. Depends what region Vistula of Germany like you're from. Hungarian. Hungarian, Vistula. is it? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Porsche, yeah. Porsche. Kind of like goulash. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Right. How do you yeah. say goulash? Goulash. And the other way. I don't know. No, I'm saying it's <laughs> goulash. <laughs> oh, gosh. Goulash. <laughs> goulash. If you're from the South, I'd like me some goulash, I'd like please, to have some goulash. My, with my biscuits. Y'all. Yeah, we got to get all the dogs together for a play date. Yeah, you should go to the beach because they could be connected by water. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, my God. See what I did there? You can make little dog shirts that say connected by water. <gasps> I mm-hmm. told him we need <laughs> dog shirts. Yeah, yeah, I really want to do the boat parade yeah. shirts with for dogs this year, because I think that that would be cute for you to have one for Marlon. Yes, for sure. I don't see that as a big seller, but well, I wasn't going to sell it. I just want to like <laughs> get one. For we'll make one. Thank you. We'll make one for Marlon. Oh my God, mm-hmm. he will be yeah. so happy. <laughs> yeah. And then I had Navy during the hurricane. That's right. And Navy is adorable. Navy the bear. Navy is a bear. Navy's an eighty-pound, eight-month-old lab. And oh he's the sweetest. And he's funny because he thinks he's a lap dog. And I love dogs. So I'm like, sure, be a lap dog. <laughs> 80 then, pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. But he's so sweet. And then, you know, I get up. And so he's like, well, Jay looks like a lap dog. And, you know, he's there with his brace and his stitches and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. climbs up. And Jay's, Jay lets him. <laughs> I'm like, that could prolong your recovery. But I don't think it really hurt it that bad. And Just because Navy's an awesome dog. He's the, What's the problem? I love this dog. It's all good. I know. But I was like, Jay was such a trooper because I know it hurt. Yeah. Like, well. come on up. And then Marlon's like, well, if Navy's up, I'm up. Oh, my God. Yeah. You should have seen You should have seen last night. All right. So my wife is. <laughs> Crazy cat lady. <laughs> fostering kittens, right? So we have five kittens at the house on top of the two cats we already have and the dog. And we do, oh not, we do not have a large home. <laughs> so it's kind of like we're all in this together. And last night I was just. I'd put Sean to bed and you know, just like every night and I come out and start watching TV for a little bit before I get on to like phase two of my day. And, um, I'm just going on my phone for a little bit, just catching up on emails. And I like, I didn't even plan this. And Liz is like, what is going on on your lap? And I looked down and I didn't realize that there's three kittens burled up on Aww. my lap purring Aww. to sleep. 
<laughs> They're the cutest little things. They're so cute. We're going to keep one. I figured you were going to keep five. We're, we're keep, well, <laughs> I would if I had like this huge house, like a Hemingway house. But Can I take my room? Yeah, they uh, not now, but eventually they will. You know, you could Seven charge, cats. charge admission be. like Hemingway house does. People <laughs> right. just come. Just to see the cats. Yeah, and just add an extra. <laughs> put up, I'll put up some fake graveyards. And that put an be. extra toe on them and just like, why not? Yeah. So we're keeping Cupcake. Aw. Cupcake's yeah. very cute. Cupcake's adorable. She's like the sweetest little cat. Like all the other cats are like wrestling and rough and whatever. And here comes little Cupcake. Aw. Sweetest mm-hmm. little thing. Get me out of that cat. I was never really a cat guy before I met my wife. And then she's like tur- totally like turned me. Now I'm like just full on animals every animal. Mm-hmm. Like, but They're the best. I mean, they... Animals are just, they love you all the time. They're they are just perfect. They're like the best little best mm. friends. And when people don't like animals, that concerns me. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's, that weirds me out. I'm yeah. like, there's this one person that's that true. I work with, and she's like, I'm like, why don't you like dogs? Because I get it. If you were, like, viciously attacked, and, you know, right. I, I get that. But I'm like, were you attacked? She's like, no, they're dirty. I'm like, you're dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's well, an HR claim after that? But anyway, um, but I do the. You're gonna HR be busy claims. on that snort meter, John. <laughs> yep. You know what? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> just put a little crunchy thing in your mouth and right, <laughs> pipe down there. I skippy. am kind of hungry. Um, so, but it, it's weird. Like I, I don't understand it. I and it's just. I mean, once you've like hugged a dog or hugged a cat or you know, no, I'm like, a, what are you? Where are you going? Bird oh, poop on your head. On oh my god, he's chewing. Connected by what do you want me to do? I'm eating a granola bar. How am I not going to chew? Connected by crunchy. I am. See what I, I do? Connected so by whatever I can. You know, since bridge people failed. So <laughs> I got to put a plug. I'm going to put a plug up right now for Liz because we got to get rid of these cats. <laughs> oh yeah. They're almost ready for adoption. Yeah, I think we got like one more vet visit, mm-hmm. and once they get through this um, next vet visit, I think they're going to be able to get. Spayed, neutered, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fixed. Fixed. And um, once they're fixed, then they're ready to go. So, Four which cats. is which is soon. Yeah. And they're very cute. Very cute. Four cats, because we're keeping Cupcake. Well, Liz, I'm making and, that clear. <laughs> and, you know, people should come and adopt your kitties, because you guys do so much for everybody, and mm-hmm. whether two legs, four legs, you know. Yep. Well, people should come and... I would, yeah. I would want a Dennis kitty. We have four cats... To, for, up for adoption. One is, um, we have three boys and a girl. Um, and they're both, there's two sets, basically. Tundra and Jack are our brother and sister, and they obviously they're kind of like you know, white or whatever and really cool. And then there's Jupiter and Melody. Of course, the kids give them all these names. Hmm. So do they have to be it. adopted in groups, like in teams? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so you can go one, two, three, or four? Yeah. So if anybody wants four cats, mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. That up. would be cool. Yep. In a month. In a month. month. About What's a month. I think about a month, yeah. And that's like perfect timing. Oh, no, that's Thanksgiving-ish. Well, I think oh, you should. Halloween so cats. Yeah, Halloween oh cats. There God. you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That'll be perfect. Trick oh. or treat. Boop. Here's a cat. Yeah. Speaking of Halloween, <laughs> should I tell the crazy neighbor story? <laughs> God. Not yet, but yes. Because I want to talk a little bit about... <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about how you started like surfing. Mm-hmm. Like, did you? I'm changing. I'm like switching gears here. Sorry. That's okay. But I want to kind of the one thing I wanted to ask you. I always find it unique um, when people accomplish great things, such as you have, as you have, because you were just recently named Sup Woman oh, yeah. of the Year. Yep. 
right? Yeah. So, I mean, in, in all your, like, humble state <laughs> over here, which I know, like, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm grasping this firmly now because you are an amazing, <laughs> no, you are an amazing person. Thank you. And that, that is true, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, you're a firefighter. Right. I am a firefighter. Pompano Beach Fire. Pompano Beach. Right. Firefighter. Mm -hmm. Local. And, uh, on top mm -hmm. of all these great things that you do. Um, Sup Woman of the Year. Mm -hmm. um, Paddleboarded in all these great places and do all these great things. When did all this begin for you? Later, actually, in life. Okay. <laughs> when I was growing up, I was into ball sports. I played softball and soccer and all that. Mm -hmm. um, you grew up here? Yeah. I went to Deerfield High. Deerfield High. Yeah. Okay. Um, my, I grew up in Lighthouse Point. Cool. My parents still live there. But um, after high school, I went to college for a year, but then I, local, and then I um, decided I was going to go the firefighter route. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think, like, what can I do to keep myself in shape? So I did triathlons for a little, and then I s hooked up with the guys from Trespass Surf Club. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you I've served there. Yeah, yeah, I've surfed Trespass so many a times. That club was amazing. We Gotten did stung there many a times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better than bit. Yep. Um, but right. so I hooked up with them and um, they basically taught me how to surf when I was like 19 or wow. 20. So it, it was pretty much later on. I wish I learned when I was younger, younger, but 19, 20, that's good still, right? There you go. So I was in Trespass You're doing surf it now. Club. That's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? And I started surfing. I fell in love with it. I'm still in love with it. Sure. Much more than paddleboarding, but um, South Florida, we don't have. Yeah, we don't get the opportunity. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but with Trespass Surf Club, it was great because we got we got the beach opened up from the bathrooms to trespass. Mm -hmm. But so we did a lot of things and we also started Surfers for Autism. Um the guy, the president at the time, Lou, mm -hmm. he has a brother who's autistic and he was like, I wanna do this, da, da, da. And we put on the first one, we started it and it just took off. So you put on the first surfers for autism? Yeah, That's great. I've club. done a few shirt yeah. designs for them. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've yep. contributed contributed to that in the past. I've yeah. actually, I want to actually start doing more work with them. Yeah, um, so, I mean. Or, like, uh, link back up with Moose, them or whatever. Moose Brown is the guy who runs it now. Don um, okay. gave it over to him. But when we first started, it started from that club because mm -hmm. the president's um, brother was autistic. Um, so, yeah, we saw it from the beginning, which was really cool. And then I just, I just fell in love with the whole water community, you know, yeah. from that. And yeah, that's pretty much where it started. That's great. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that you were involved with the, the Surfers yeah. for Autism there. Yep, Surfers that's such for a autism, great and then we started, organization. It is really cool. We couldn't believe how they responded to water because back then nobody knew about right. that. Mm -hmm. And when we did the first one, we were like, whoa, this is, I mean, we weren't even prepared. There wasn't that many, but we weren't prepared to like, we're like, wait, we got to get him. He's going too far out. And they were just like fearless. Where did they charge? And then we're like, whoa, this is something. Yeah. <laughs> so we kept it going. Wow. So, yeah. That's really cool. pretty cool. And then we started um, from that group and the South Florida Longboard Association. They mm -hmm. merged and they started the Broward County Surf Rider chapter. So I just spoke to that. them actually not that long ago. Okay. Um, we were down uh, at the newly designed Pompano Beach mm -hmm. there. <laughs> and they were set up for some like, beach cleanup. Okay. They had a tent up, so I talked to them. That seemed like a really cool group of people. Yeah. Yeah. They are cool. Yeah, that's cool. And they're, they're doing good needed. things for the beach and, yeah, yeah. and and the local environment and yeah, stuff like it's that. It's a whole so. other thing that sometimes people forget about, but they're really needed. And they do a lot of fighting for the different amendments and things like that, that, you know, it's not always the most fun thing, the political stuff. Right. So there's like a whole solid group of people now that are working with that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that's cool. 
That's a big, you know, that's one of the things that we wanted to accomplish on this show mm-hmm. when we first started talking about, you know, what's Connected by Water going to be about? And, you know, although the chief goal is just to bring together a community, but hopefully it sparks conversations like this one, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're huge proponents of clean water. Right. Because without the clean water, it's Florida's all about water. I yeah, mean, it's right. basically, that's all we are is water here. Um so we have people planned to come on that are going to talk about water initiatives and what the state's doing, what the okay. government's doing and things like that. So we are going to have centrally focused shows regarding those issues, which is really important to mm-hmm. me. Big time. And what we went through a couple of years ago yeah. was just, there's no excuse for that. I mean, there had to have been better foresight than what, what they had because they knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, how could you not have known that that was coming? Yeah, you know, they so, knew. Yeah. But nobody else did. And I think, um, yeah, they exactly, they knew. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, should we tell them now? Oh, they're going to find out eventually, you know? Yeah. But, um, I I mean, so far from what I've noticed, Governor DeSantis is doing a pretty good job of, you know, making some good recovery efforts and changing the way things operate around here. And seemingly so far has been a very, you know, fair to both sides kind of governor. So, and I think that was really like, well, when he got elected, that was like the first thing he did. Was, you know, revamp the Everglades, you know, initiative and say, let's get out with yeah. the whole people just trying to stay in their lane and let's bring in people that are going to try to make some positive things happen. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, this year's gone well so far, a lot better yeah. than it has in the yeah, past I mean, couple of years. So, yeah, yeah, right. So hopefully it that's just keeps going step. and gets, it gets even better. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yeah. Yeah. So it's been fun over the last like 15 years or so to just be able to be involved in a lot of that. And just see where it's taken off to. Mm-hmm. You know, so, what do you do with the Special cool. Olympics? Um, about five years ago, my boyfriend Rory, mm-hmm. he taught me how to paddleboard. Okay. Um, he's been around the area for a long time. He basically brought it to South Florida. Um, you should have had him come ago. in today too. Yeah, he's a, he's a good one. You guys got to come back. And <laughs> okay. Come back, come back <laughs> okay. on the show. Bring Rory and we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll I mean, be interesting. <laughs> Rory's <What>? hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, he. They asked him, the Special Olympics asked him if he would start a stand-up paddleboard team in Broward because they didn't have one. They had one in Monroe County and Dade County and um, Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. So somebody asked somebody, and they're like, oh, Rory's the guy. So they called him, and we are like, yeah, sure, we'll do the head coach thing. And they sent us to some training, and then, yeah, so we, we volunteer as a head coach. Um, and then we have maybe like five friends that help us out, and we practice once a week. Mm-hmm. And when we first got the kids, they have to be on the swim team. Um, and they have, I think, oh no, they have to be on the swim team and a lot of them have surfed before, but you have to be on the swim team to be on the surf team or the paddleboard team right? because you have to know they could swim. Um, so they had only really either surfed or swam and not surfed. And when we got them, they couldn't even stand on the board. They were just like on their knees or on their stomach and just the different, um, aspects of what they had going on. You know, we're trying to figure it out and we're ocean people. So we kind of put them in the ocean right away. Um, and by the end of it, we had five kids that won gold medals on their feet at states. That really, year, the first year from your chapter, or from whatever. our yeah, from or our what, team, yeah, from your team, yeah. So and now they're like pros. It's really, I think that's it was, great. See, we put them out there and was chopping. That and gives everything. me goosebumps. That's it's good, so cool. man. That's awesome. Yeah, they they love it, and we have some plans for for it. Um, this next year, we have a pretty cool thing coming up, but I don't want to say it until it's all. Yeah. set in stone right but yeah they are really great athletes and 
it's just a really cool thing to see. That's got to be rewarding. I mean, it really is. You know, we talked, I mean, we just had um the previous podcast, we had Fishing for Muscular Dystrophy on. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the value of giving and what that does for people. Yeah. Um, not only the people that receive the give, but for the people that actually give the give. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if, if you really kind of count, like, all right, if you receive a lot of money, right? I don't think that's going to make you feel as good as if you gave that right, to yeah. someone who really truly needed it and you made a difference in someone's yeah, life. That's true. Right. You know, it's one thing to write a check and be like, all right, I'm going to write this check for an organization and I'm going to give you a write that off on my taxes. And that's what I do every year because it helps my bottom line and mm-hmm. it makes me feel kind of good, I guess, you know, <laughs> right. when there's nothing wrong with that, those organizations see that, that money, I'm not knocking that at right. all. Right. But when you give mm-hmm. direct to me, there's no greater feeling than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's the hugs that yeah. it's like the smiles on their faces. It's yeah. the hugs you get. And yeah, I don't know. Especially when you give your time, Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. like you did. And then look, look at the, the flower that bloomed from that. Right. You know, I yeah, mean, and I come mean, on. even, and you don't realize how much you affect them and right. just even kids in general. But like for my crossing, I had one of the girls that she's an artist too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like, I had a dog at the time who was 17 and he just passed away like a month before I did my crossing. So I was kind of a wreck and I post pictures and they follow me on Facebook. And so they saw what happened. And so she painted a picture of my dog and uh-huh. wrapped it up and gave it to me for the crossing. And I was like, yeah, I was going <laughs> to oh say, it's the oh my goodness, I don't care who you are. That's going to bring you down to your knees. So it just shows like that what you do, they notice and they, they take it to heart. Yeah. And I think that it kind of restores your faith in people because of the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and it's easy f- to get wrapped up in what you're doing and trying to succeed and make money and get better and whatever. And then you go other places. Like I just got back from Cuba. Mm-hmm. I went to go do a stand-up clinic for them over there. How and, was that? Uh, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I went, I never spent time for the crossing, but I told them that I'd like to help them. Yeah. And they actually took me up on it, so I was like, Okay, I said I would go, so I'll go. Yeah. And um, but when you're there in other in many other places, you know, probably from surfing, um, it really puts things in perspective. Sure. And I think more people should experience that. And maybe not necessarily going to other countries that don't have as much as we do, but just working with different organizations like Special Olympics or like people who don't have as much as what we have. Right. You know, and then you realize what life is about. You know, like why are you doing this? For sure, and even even from an a, aspect of culture versus culture, and you know, like I think so, I, there was a famous guy who said this. I don't know who it was, but he said the ultimate cure for racism is traveling. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, when you start seeing the other side of it, and you're the outsider looking in, and everything like that, you, you mm-hmm. just get a different perspective for everything. Yeah. You know, big time. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I cut you off like about like you're saying you were kind of doing good for people and then you just like you went down to cuba and you did this whole oh yeah clinic. so we just went to cuba for four days mm-hmm. and we did a paddleboard clinic for them there's um two people over there that are starting a paddleboard in cuba thing um but you know with that situation they have down there they're very restricted mm-hmm. um so we they have maybe like six inflatable boards that somebody brought for them um and we basically held a clinic for them and they, the two people that run this, what they're trying to make like a team, um, they learn like what we were saying and how to do it. And then we taught a bunch of people that wanted to learn how to paddleboard and how to paddleboard. That's great. So it was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And they cool. took us around and like 
some of their uh, rivers and yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Yeah, that's nice. It makes you feel good though. I mean, you're over yeah. there helping and you're a giver. You are. Come on. You're humble too. I mean, you do lots of, you know, come on. You've worked with Special Olympics for years, but all the stuff you do with the boat parade, I mean, there's huge benefit for people and things you do with yeah. Freedom Fighter Outdoors and, and with Sarah and Vinny and all that, you know, and but I, you got to, I mean, but you, you, you got to know, like, you got to understand too, like, and be able to contribute to that, like, about the giving is more valuable than it is. receiving could ever be. And, you know, it's kind of, my dad was very much a giver and was involved with a lot of charities. And, and so I saw that growing up, you mm-hmm. know, he was, he was, um, he, you know, he had employees who, you know, got hurt and, you know, back then the workers compensation wasn't the same as it is now. And, um, you know, he would go and buy the Christmas presents for all their kids and dress up as Santa. And, you know, it just, he always did that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, how we were brought up. And the things though that I'm involved in are things that to me, they have s- substance. I mean, every single one of the things that I work with, are meaningful with, you know, with FFO and the fact that, again, if it weren't for the people that made the sacrifices, none of us would be here. So mm-hmm. to me that it, it's so much more than saying, hey, I'm going to help you. I'm going to volunteer. Um, they, they're giving us our lives. I mean, yeah. truly, that's how I look at it. And, and with Special Olympics, I think the thing I love about them, and, you know, I, I did, I coached swimming for Special Olympics and it, and Victoria is so right. I think swimming, anything with the water, again, we're connected by water. It's just weird. But um, kids and adults with special needs, they are so comfortable in the water. That mm-hmm. just seems to be their, their thing, you know. And, and they, I always say if you've got a child with special needs and, you know, you're, you're just starting out, look at water sports for them. And, mm-hmm. and to me, I loved the reward of, of working with the kids and seeing the smiles on their faces and, and their medals and, and all of those things. And, and, and when I was coaching at the high school level the school that they coached at had an options program so it was a you know standard high school with it was a private school so there were 900 you know students total in the school and then they had an options program that had 27 kids with special needs and so when I went in as the varsity coach for the high school I went to the administration and said why aren't the kids from the options program on the swim team and they said well they have basketball and bowling and I said well swimming is like one of the best sports for these kids and they said well you're not trained to work with special needs and I said well neither are the parents that give birth to them so <laughs> you know what are we gonna do here so right. yeah they kind of were deer in headlights how do you respond <laughs> and you know won that battle but the thing I think the thing that I walked away from more than anything with that were the parents mm. because you know we all kind of take for granted when our kids are 18 you know, we hope that they leave. You know, I mean, I actually, my son, if he lived in my basement until I was 40, I'd, he was 40, I'd be okay with that. But and we, we kind of had the expectation they're going to go off to college or, you know, trade school or the military or, or something after they leave the nest. And when you have a child with special needs, it's that's a lifelong commitment. You know, your kid's not going to go off to college. And so for me, it was like looking at the parents who were able to whether they went and read a book or, you know, they went and got their nails done or they had some time out for themselves. And and I'm not suggesting they want to get away from their kids, but we all need time to ourselves. Yeah. But having a child with special needs is a lot more work than having a child. That's that. And so to give them that time and they knew that they were safe at swim practice, you know, Mm -hmm. they knew that they were being, you know, cared for. And, and so to give them that time and then just for them to be able to be with the rest of the community and everybody supporting their kids as much as, you know, they supported, everybody else. I mean, I, I, it was interesting. I had such a strange dynamic when you think about my swim team, because I had the number one swimmer in the state of Washington. And then I had 
my kids with special needs and everything in between. And, and it was seeing the way that, that kids came together and supported each other was really beautiful. And, and again, seeing how the parents were now part of the whole community mm-hmm. instead of just, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like they were allocated to, to the, the classroom. To me, that was kind of the biggest reward out of that whole time. And, and it was interesting as well as my son was um, asked to throw out the first pitch at the Rangers game. Seattle Mariners Rangers game Mm -hmm. and he came home from school and he was really conflicted and I'm like what's the problem I said you've pitched there before so you know why are you freaked out and he said mom he goes I think somebody should be able to throw out the first pitch that wouldn't normally have the opportunity so I was figuring he met you know one of his teammates and I said so one of the guys on your team he said no I was thinking one of the kids you coach Mm -hmm. so I sent an email to the parents and I said, you know, Alex has been given this opportunity to throw out the first pitch at Safeco and he wants to give it up to one of your kids. And so one of the moms reached out to me, her daughter had autism and she said, Janie would love to do it. And so Alex worked with her after school and he would, you know, she, she wasn't a ball player, you know, she was a swimmer and he's like, okay, Janie, throw it at my head, throw it at my head. And he would just back up, you know, every day. And the only thing that freaked her out is she didn't want to go and throw it to somebody she didn't know. So we had to tell the Mariners their catcher couldn't catch the first <laughs> pitch that it had to be Alex. So, I mean, I was bawling. It was, it was actually special forces night too. So I had six of the kids from the options program down on the field with me and Alex in his letterman's jacket and Janie out on the mound. And he yelled to her, he's like at my forehead and she got it to him. And it was strike. It was cool. Nice. I was, yeah, everybody. Non-bouncer, a non-bouncer. Yeah, he caught yeah. it, luckily. He didn't get a concussion because yeah. he had a game the next day, so that would have sucked. But um, but it was cool. And so, you know, my point is seeing how he, he learned a lot of life lessons from it as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ironically, he has a cousin now with Down syndrome, and he's been so comfortable from day one, you know, with her as a result of having the experience to to be around these kids and work with these kids and, and have relationships with these kids. And, you know, the, the options kids would have two classes with, with the rest of the, the class. And one of my swimmers, Megan, who I, 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 I hate to say I had a favorite, but my God, she was my favorite. I just love this girl. She was so sassy and mm-hmm. so funny. And she'd come to practice. She's like, Rhonda, guess what? I'm like, what? She's like, because she had two classes with Alex. She's like, Alex got in trouble for talking today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shocker. So I'd get home from practice. I'm like, so Alex, you're a little chatty in school today. He's like, Oh, that damn Megan. He's like, she's always throwing me <laughs> under the bus and stuff. And, you know, but it was, they had this like great relationship. And, and so there's, it's so much more than I think when you're involved in that community and working with Special Olympics, whether, you know, you're at the Special Olympics or one of the other venues, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift to you receive, not a gift you're giving. Mm-hmm. I looked at it as walking away with a, right. Like a it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of the point I was making before exactly. You're oh God, actually so receiving, you know. My son's calling you to, this isn't live. You, you want to pick it up? Me. No. <laughs> so, um, but so I, what I want to say is, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of Special Olympics is a large organization. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of large organizations that people give to that I don't necessarily, I don't want to say agree with. I just don't think they're necessary because they've just become too much of a right. beast or an animal right. at this point. But Special Olympics is not that kind of organization. No. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, if anyone's looking to put their dollars in a place that they can really feel good about where it's happening and what's being used by the Special Olympics is a really good place to do that. Yeah. And I love Ryan, the director for Broward. Yeah. You know, he's he's very involved, very hands-on. And, and I think that's one of the things that helps Special Olympics is it's not just as, I mean, it is an umbrella organization, but... They are very chapter specific, mm-hmm. and yeah. and so they're able to do a lot more 
you know, within the chapter. So, yeah, it's a great organization, and it just it helps so many people. And, and again, I mean, Victoria can attest to this. You see the smile on, on the kids' and the adults' faces, and yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. You mentioned earlier about the ultimate sacrifice kind of thing. Um, obviously, this show is pre-recorded, but yesterday was 9-11. Um, and as a firefighter, um, I'd love to get your take on intrinsically how you feel about the sacrifices that you make. Cause you know, Hey, nothing for nothing. I mean, one day it might be yeah. your turn Could to make that decision <laughs> or that call, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. gotta hit you deep, you know, an event like that, yeah, um, you I mean, know, memorializing it every year in which, you know, I don't think people, um, are putting enough of a focus on that. I and mean, it's only, you know not that long removed from our lives that, yeah. th- that, that happened. Um, and someone even posted on Facebook yesterday. They're like, you realize that I have a kid in elementary school and a kid in middle school. And like neither of those schools mentioned one thing about nine 11 yesterday. Like and yeah, it's like, it's really? so sad. you know, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, yeah. that's kind of weird to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. Just, Am no. I touching on a weird no, topic with I mean, you? I, if I, if I make, we can move on no, if I you mean, don't want to talk about it. It's just so different nowadays, right? People yeah. are so scared to offend anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and people don't even realize the sacrifices people make, not even yeah. just in that, but in other things, because it's like people play down that stuff a lot because they don't want to offend people. Right. You know? Yeah. So like if yesterday, if I was to post, uh, if I was to post something a little more, not so uplifting, right? You know, because everybody's on Facebook trying to be very holy and da 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 da. And so, yeah, yeah, and and if you say something like a little, not necessarily negative, but a little more negative, mm-hmm. you don't get as much feedback because people are like, oh, she's yeah, yeah, ranting, you know or, I mean? yeah, for sure. And it's like, no, yeah, people yesterday were like, you know, thank you for your ultimate sacrifice, whatever. Maybe that's their only line they put, but then it's like. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Like, do you do you know what that is? And I'm not saying that they don't, because I'm sure a lot do. Mm-hmm. But it would be good to know that when people like write stuff like that, that they actually like really mean it and they know why. And that goes a lot with social media platform now. I don't like a lot of it, and a lot of it I do because of my sponsors and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to be a good positive influence and like just show people like this is how you, you know, this is right. my real life and know this is what i'm gonna do and i hope it makes a positive impact but i like everything i always put up i know why mm-hmm. and i i just get frustrated a lot because a lot of people they put a lot of negative hateful mean things and a lot of times people don't even know why yeah they're knee jerking like, like, or yeah, yeah they're just like, you know when, going I mean, off pure emotion like, rather than just, like when did we ever talk about like before my dad when i was growing up he's like you never talked about politics money or religion <laughs> And we never talk, you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like not a thing. And now that's like all people talk about. But if you have a good point, I like to know why. So I'm always right. like that person that people are like, oh gosh, here she goes. She's going to da da da. And like on other people's posts or whatever, if I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I'm just like a devil, devil's advocate, I right. guess you could say. But I just, it's always nice to know that people know why they're saying stuff. Yeah. So for yesterday, it was awesome that they acknowledged it. But in everyday life, are you doing that? Or are you just saying it because it's 9-11, it says it on your phone, it's 9-11? Or, you know, are you going to complain that you saw the firefighters in public for five times today? And, only, yeah, by the way, it was because every time they try to get their food for the day, they There's get called call. out. Right. <laughs> right. So, like, if you're going to play it like that, play it like that all the time. You know, not just because it's 9-11. So that's my... That's a really good point. Like, yeah, walk the walk. Like, do we really have to have planes flying into buildings killing 
thousands of people for people to like appreciate. And of course, that's how it is. Like with the shootings yeah. and everything, yeah. it's like everybody wants to take away police, fire, and um, lifeguard salaries or whatever, even teachers, until they need them. And right. They're like, but we love you. We love you. Yeah, yeah. But we have a budget cut. So um, where are by you the way, now? <laughs> that is so. That's the hard part is, I mean, it's it does touch, because I rode on the trucks for seven years, mm-hmm. and any of that could easily have been me. You right. know? And of course, at the time, because that's what I did, I would go in, you know, just because that's my job, and that's mm-hmm. why I signed up. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just tough, because, well, that's why you just got to do it for you and your right reasons, you know, yeah. because whether they care about it or not, or they appreciate it or not, you're not there for that, you're there to help out. Yeah, we yeah. always we always <laughs> have the deepest respect for police, fire. Yeah. I mean, I, it, Liz always makes fun of me too. She's like, "How is it that like all your friends are like police officers?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know." And firefighters. And they're even, like, that's already, even bad. This worse is these days. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is what scary. podcast number nine so far. I've already had three firefighters on. Chris, Chris, <laughs> Michael Anders, you, you know, and it's just like. And that's not even really by plan or design. It's just, <laughs> just almost just by association. You know, it's just like magnetically happens. But, <laughs> um, but I think maybe just we just have the ultimate respect for you guys. Right. I mean, and it's, I mean, it, it's, I, I make it a point. And listen, I'm not, I'm not saying this like, oh, this is what I do and I'm awesome, right? But, but you are. <laughs> You're the real thanks. deal, Dennis. I'm real. the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I make it a point every 9-11, everyone shares links. Mm-hmm. And I try to at least click on like four or five of them and read the whole right. thing. If it's like someone will share like an old article or something like that, um, or it's like a video montage or you know whatever. And um, I clicked on one uh, yesterday that my friend Jason Harrington shared uh, to where he said that he went for a job interview uh, he's originally from New Jersey, but he went for a job interview, World Trade Center, his friend of his, um, and he ultimately turned down the job. He would have been on the mm. floor, the same floor of this guy that was that was writing this article because it was a friend of his, uh, which was like, I think, two floors below where the first tower got hit. Mm. And the whole story was written about a week after the event, and so it was a fresh take. Mm-hmm. Right, which I always think is really important because you, right. you, you always, you always, no matter how much you want to accurately remember, you're always going to lose some detail. But it was everything that they went through, getting down oh. from eighty something floors, right out of there, and uh, and the fact that they're out of the building for less than five minutes and then it collapsed. Yeah, right. So if you didn't move, if everything didn't happen the way right. it happened, I mean, you'd have been part of the rubble. Right. But I think it's important for people to at least. You read one story mm-hmm. or one take or one account like every nine yeah. eleven because it's real it and happened. it happened. It did happen. And it can happen again and they don't like us. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that's politically incorrect or not, I really don't care. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't really talk a lot of politics and stuff on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily because my status with a certain right. um, government agency I work with, but it's like, you know, I don't Yeah. You know, it's real. I don't care, man, <laughs> because real. because that's it. If people want to have conspiracy theories all they want. I don't, you know, just right. to say if they're true or not. But the bottom line is somebody did that. Yeah. And it can happen again. And you know what? When I was reading that story, he kept making remarks about having to look these firefighters in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know what I found interesting yesterday, and it was I can't a, I can't even talk about it. It's the first year I noticed it, and it was it was really disheartening. It, I mean, I don't feel I don't want to say anything that came good out of nine eleven because nothing good happened on that day, but I did notice that immediately after nine eleven when it happened, and we all remember where we were and what we were doing, is people were kinder. And people yeah. seem to actually appreciate our country. And everybody had their flags out. Yeah, where's and that? Yeah. That's gone. And that's what I noticed yesterday. Yesterday, I'm, I'm driving. And we're at a stoplight. And this, the light turns green. And it had just turned green. And there was like three cars ahead of me. And this woman behind me just lays on her horn. like, And I thought, where's all the flags on people's cars? And, and I don't think you should jump on a bandwagon and just be a one-day you know one day flag person. I mean, you're either a patriot or you're not. And... um. But I'm like, gosh, this is gone. And, I, and for several years on the anniversary of 9-11, people were kinder. People were more appreciative. And then, bam, 18 years, and it's nowhere. And I think after we reached 10 yeah. years, so it's okay. it yeah. was like, it was almost yeah. like, oh, we, okay, like, we got, right. we did our 10-year anniversary. This right. is done. On to the next thing. But it, it brings up, you know, we need to appreciate every day what we have here as a country. We need to appreciate our first responders. And nothing gets me more riled up than to hear people bashing the police and people bashing the fire department or, or any of these people that sacrifice their lives for our safety. And like you said, as soon as they have a problem, you know, 911, who's going to, the mailman's not coming to save your ass. I mean, you know, it's really, it's, it's, no, yeah. it's so frustrating. I mean, I, as a, you know, having a boyfriend who's a first responder and I look at, you know, the things that he has to go do some, you know, dumbass gets drunk and drives into a canal with alligators He's got to go save their, you know, mm-hmm. and that gator's, you know, gator's still there. Yeah. The guy might be passed out, but the gators are there. And I, I, I look at all these things that people do and, you know, even as much as not evacuating during a hurricane when you're told to evacuate and then yeah, expecting yeah, people exactly. to, you know, you're only sacrifice doing... their lives to come and save your. Right. You're not thinking you know, about the dude no, that's got to come get you. Who's got a family and, yeah. you know, who's working extra out, you know, double, triple shifts, mm-hmm. you know, during these times. And yeah, take it easy on our first responders. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, because I will shank you. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, but you think about this, you know, the sacrifices that they make, and and then people want to give you know budget cuts that affects the people that are keeping us safe or the people that are teaching our youth, and yet you've got some fool that didn't like his helmet, so he says cut me, and he gets cut, and now he's right. got a you know fifteen million dollar one year contract. I'm like, do we live in a crazy world? Because this shit does not make sense. You know, it's funny you know, when you talk about first responders, just to bring a little lightheartedness to the make to, it light, to the talk. Dennis. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> I think it's Bill Burr, I think it's the name of the comedian. He talks about, you know, first responders. Like, what is this, all these people talking about first responders? Like, first responders and the firefighters and the police. You know, they're the second responders. I was the first responder. I'm the one who called you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Wow. So the second responders, we need to respect them. Right. We yeah. respect the second responders. <laughs> no, but, you know. The ones that actually do something. Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, 911, you might break a nail, but outside of that. You know, right. Really, nothing bad's going to happen there. But but it is. It's frustrating. And, and you hear people, you see it on social media, you know, bashing the cops and bashing this. And it's like, you know, first of all, it's just wrong. But secondly, when did it become okay to just start 
bashing people. You know, my thing is, if I would say it to your face, which I would say. Social media. Say, yeah, I would say. Nobody would say we're going to that roll it now. Yeah. I, like, I know our hot buttons. I just pushed one. <laughs> you pushed my button, Dennis. <laughs> and it was hot. No. Whoa. But, uh, <laughs> Edit. <laughs> yeah. This, beep. Yeah, beep. Where's that little thing? And it was thing? beep. It was beep. <laughs> you but pushed no. my beep and it was beep. And it was so hot. No, anyway. But, <laughs> I mean, Dennis, well, you all know me well enough to know that if there's nothing that I would put on Facebook that I wouldn't say to your face. Right. You know, it's like, if you're a jerk, I'm going to tell you you're a jerk. If you're a hypocrite, <laughs> you're a hypocrite. If you want to be an internet hero to look cool, then, you know, I'm going to tell you you're an internet hero and you actually aren't cool. You're a fool, but whatever. But it, it seems like it's okay to just talk trash. First of all, sometimes without fact, but to just bash the cops or, or bash. And, and I'm not going either. So I'm staying, you know, politically safe here, but to bash the president. Like there used to be this thing called treason. And now like you can just say whatever you want and there's no consequence. And it's, you know, I like puppy pictures and baby shark songs and, and cool stories on social media, but I get so tired. I have this one person who I adore her, but everything is just bash, 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 bash politics. And I'm like, my God, if, if that's all I did, I would jump off a bridge. Well then Jay would get the dive call and I'd probably get saved. But still, um, Stop. Well, I just you know think the, if people spent like half as much time as they did doing a lot of that stuff, they're they could actually do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. People yeah. are wasting their energy and their time. Yeah, yeah. It's there's just, a. It's weird. I have a good friend of mine. Well, I don't. He's a he's a okay friend of mine, but um. Well, I mean, I don't I don't dislike the guy. I mean, he's he's, he's cool, but he's he's like I swear if you if you look at his Facebook page, it's nothing but negative Trump posts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're snarky and they're, you know, whatever. And whether they're true or not we doesn't matter as long mind. as there's like comic value <laughs> right. to it, you know, whatever. And, you know, fine, whatever. You want to do that? You want to spend your time doing that? That's cool. You know, that's that's the way you want to live your life. That's fine. But when I see him in person, it's there's never any of that. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't. He does not. We the, talk about different things. You know, yeah. We talk about, you know, all other things in his life as children and yeah. did soccer practice and like all these other things and music will tie. I know he's a big, like, you know, Beatles fan and stuff like that. And that's the things we talk about when we're together. <laughs> and I'm like, man, if I didn't know you personally, I'd look at your Facebook pro- profile and think that yeah. you were just something completely different. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's really where we need to get back to mm-hmm. is just getting back to knowing each other people yeah, yeah just you know just, nice, yeah rather than that's just saying great about you hurricanes yeah especially when like we have no phone service yeah, yeah right you, you have to talk you have to talk and yeah. like have conversations well and, and it's funny because yeah it's true social <laughs> right? media yeah. has, you gotta connect like that it's got its positive platforms it does and you know there is a way for you know you yeah i don't know there's cool things about social media but i think in a lot of ways it's actually kind of comical because you see people who their lives are perfect. My husband's perfect. My, this is perfect. I have this and I have this. And it's like, okay, you hate your husband, you know, like it's, it's like, just be real. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to be on social media, be a real social, you know, be real. And, to say, you know what, my husband's a donkey today. And, and and then it's like, yeah, I'm down with that girlfriend. But (laughs) is it like, I hate the, I hate the posing on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever. I, it just, it makes me crazy. It's like, just, can't we just be real? Just be real. 
don't filter your face all the time. I know what you look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, for people that are dating, well, you know. Fin. Well, yeah, you can make a shark fin. That's cool. But, like, I know you have wrinkles. Don't look like you're 12, you know. Yeah. Or your eyes are, you know, it's weird. I'm like, oof. We're, in a, we're definitely in an interesting time with, yeah. with, with yeah. a lot of this. I mean, it's, you know, I think we just need to get back to being people again. Yeah. And, you know, and just talking. And hanging out and yeah. just, you know, put your phone down. And, you know, I know you've Eating. picked up your phone a couple of times well, during the podcast. we were calling right. Justin to hear Baby Shark. And just then kidding. you're like, is that Alex? And we were talking about Alex. So I've had like five other phone calls that I've just ignored. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Um, um, one was your wife. Not on DC. <laughs> could have been. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, mean I, I think that's really ultimately what kind of brings us full circle into with this whole aspect of everything that we've talked about today really comes down to, um, you know, the human aspect of everything that community has to do with itself. Right. Right. Because we say the show is all about community, whether it's a water-based community, there are other communities around that are athletic based purely, um, or just, you know, you know, you can't let politics define your life. In fact, it should be like really stay far away from that being an influence on mm -hmm. the definition of your life, unless that's your business. Right. Unless you're in politics, unless you're a mayor or, right. you know, a congressman or, you know, some local supervisor. I mean, okay, that's your life. That's right. your job. Mm -hmm. You're in public service. Right. But when you're, if you're not in public service, then you're not serving anybody, you know, by letting politics define your life. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's ultimately my view on it. And then that's why I don't discuss politics a lot. Right. Um, not that I don't have my opinion because I do, but that's, that's all it is. is right. It's my opinion. Just because it's my opinion doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Right. You know, so I'm not going right. to throw it in people's <laughs> face, you know, and um, religion is, is another thing. You mm -hmm. said you don't talk about politics and religion. Right. I definitely have my views on religion. Right. Um, I definitely have my faith. I am not, you know, ashamed to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not going to throw that in someone's face, right. yeah. you know, and, and I'm not going to slap, you know, a Bible around town and be like, you need to, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're not, you will not receive salvation. And it was like, <laughs> I am that that's never going to come out of my <laughs> right. mouth. You know what I mean? It's like, there was a comedian that when we once saw Liz and I saw like years ago when we were first dating that, um, God, this is going to sound politically incorrect. And he's talking about like the difference between like Jehovah's Witness and like I talked about lipstick. And, I think okay, you can talk right. about and, this. And like like a Catholic, because <laughs> I grew up Catholic. Right. And he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I can't understand why they would knock on someone's door and say, hey, you want to be this, you want to be that. Because like a Catholic would be like, if they made us do that, it'd be like you knock on the door and it's like, Hey, you want to be Catholic? First would be like, No, and be like, All right, see you later. <laughs> it's okay, cool, no I get it. <laughs> or share but, wine. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's the one benefit. To Get it. them drunk on wine and then they become Catholic. I could have brought wine in today. You could have. Uh, be anyway, we, we spiraled down a political, juice. like religion, political. <laughs> what was it? Religion, politics, and what? Money. Money. We just talked about. Yeah. It's good advice. Two though. of them. So we're what not going to talk. What, we're not going to talk about money. We won't talk about money because then I'll just cry. What else is taboo? <laughs> Let's see. What else is a taboo topic? You don't have to say taboo topics. Tell me more about the boat parade. Tell me There's everything, boats? the great things that, no, no, tell me the great things that the boat parade is benefiting this year. We are benefiting. We are at, there's, again, there's this really talented artist. His name's Dennis Friel. He's kind of a big deal. 
And he, for the second year. Did you year, know that? What? That rhymes? Yeah. Trust oh, I me. say that. I I'm well aware oh, yeah. of this one I, over I, here. I, I've said yeah. it. Sorry. I got That's okay. It's person. okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a contest between do I say that more or snort more? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty close. But right. anyway, um, it's the second year that this amazing man is our artist. And I could kind of plug Joey Accardi for that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway, Joey, just you'll get more plugs. Don't worry. Um, we are selling the shirts. Before Dennis was our artist, nobody wanted to buy the shirts. And now people love the shirts. So we are selling shirts once again. What's the, the website? The website is if you go to the Greater Pompano Beach Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. you can click on the website there. But to What's, make, you, you know the, the, well, the dot com of all that? Yeah, it's, it's www.pompanobeachchamber.com. Okay. But there's an easier way to do it. We're going to flash that. Flash it. Okay. Okay. Um, there's also an easier way to do it. Go to our Facebook link, mm-hmm. which is Greater Pompano Beach and Lighthouse Point Holiday Boat Parade. I've just stuck the link right there. That'll take you right to the page to make That's it easier. Because otherwise you have to navigate like 14 different pages to get there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, we are benefiting. Part of the proceeds for these shirt sales will go to Special Olympics. And part of the proceeds will go to Freedom Fighter Outdoors. And the shirts are amazing. They change every year. And... The nice thing is we switched from a cotton shirt. We're actually using a real fishing UV shirt mm-hmm. now. So they're functional and they're fabulous. And, and we're wearing them. And we're wearing last yep. year's. And that wasn't planned. Yay. Yeah. Do you want us to flash? You're going to flash something? No. Oh, not Wait, this. Okay. I want to stay married. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, not that. Sicko. Oh, anyway. I, no. Like you never our, know with you, though. <laughs> I mean, you, I keep, you know, if I would have said yes, then God knows what would have no, happened. What is showing you the back of our shirts? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you, new? We'll flash it up on the screen. Okay, yeah. cool. That's my point. Yeah. Do this year's and last year's. Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We'll show as this year's. As, I, I mean, like this year's. I loved last year's, but I got to tell you, I'm even more in love with this year. I love this year's. And we had the I surreal like boat on it as well, Joey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so those are the two charities that we're supporting mm-hmm. for the um, shirt sales. We're also going to do something a little different this year. We're going to have at the night of the event at Ta Marine, we are going to have a booth set up and we're going to have people from Freedom Fighter and Special Olympics. So if people want to make donations on their own to either of those organizations, there will be a, a way to do that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, you know, continue with that. And, and again, you know, we've got a lot of new boats this year. You know, we always lose some boats, some boats. It breaks my heart to see go some boats. I'm like, laugh, Alicia. <laughs> so no, I'm sorry. <laughs> So how many boats is, is it? Right now we're it? sitting at like 62. 62, and that's, that's and that's ch- the cap, right? The cap is 75. Okay. And the only reason we cap this parade is safety of the captains is my number one priority. You've got a couple of factors. Our staging area is like Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and it's not that big. So if we tried to get too many boats, it would be nuts. I mean, when I took over the parade, there were only 20 boats. Last year we had 56, so it was the biggest parade we'd ever had in the history. And... um. So we're going to cap it at 75. It's going to change a million times because I'll tell you, the month before the parade, I get people that drop. I got people that add. I have people that have mechanicals. You know, So it's going to change a million times. But once we get to 75, I'm going to have like a uh, basically a will call list, if you will, or a, you know, a, um, whatever that would be called. Um, waiting, a waiting list. Waiting list. Yeah, that's one way. You know, uh, there was a fancier word, but I he eluded me, so I'm not going to go there. But A triage? You know, no. I don't know. I don't know. Triage. <laughs> I don't know. Is that where people wait? 
in triage? I don't know. If you're in the hospital. <laughs> oh, Hopefully none of our captains. I'm trying to think of some I'm, like. I'm hoping that none of our captains. is like a waiting list. I've never heard of another, <laughs> any other. That's one of the reasons we cap it. So none Send of them, them end up at, at triage because, you know, you've got <laughs> life. Let's bust one out. Wait, Google it. Bring up your phone. No. I want to know another synonym for waiting list. Um, thing. Anyway, well, wait, Victoria looks that up. So we're doing that. Um, you know, I mean, we've got this year. We're going to have viewing areas in the park. The city of Pompano Beach has been awesome this year, and they're really stepping up and, and getting more involved in the parade. So we're going to have some viewing areas that we haven't had in the past. Mm-hmm. And standby, standby, standby. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Standby on standby. There, yes. there were only shortlist and standby. Shortlist. Those are the only two synonyms. Shortlist is another one, yeah. But shortlist is kind of like like short bus. Yeah. Well, short, well, shortlist I always look at as as well. This is this is my shortlist for the day. It's not really like a waiting area. Standby. Yeah, standby. Stand, standby stand is the one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm on standby. Right. So you've been reading. You, you, you've been redeemed. So yes, thank you. They had me waiting. They had me on standby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Standby right? just sounds. Like, yeah. I'm on standby, like I'm special. <laughs> Waiting, you're like, I forgot about you. So, you know, those are really kind of the two things that I'm most proud of. The other thing is I look at the relationships that are being formed from the mm-hmm. parade. You know, obviously I've made some great relationships from it, but people that didn't know each other in the past that have become good friends. I mean, it's been a great avenue for, for Freedom Fighter. They got so much recognition last year, and, and people really know who they are now. It's where we met Vinny and Sarah. Yeah. And... I look back at that like, how have I not known you my whole life? I I mean, know, we're like, like we're like so tight now. I know, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is great. And I look at yeah. the six of us. It's like yeah. a posse. You know, it's, I mean, it, it's Sarah a cool, and Vinny are so awesome. They are the most amazing people. Yeah. They're so amazing. And um, so to, to have those relationships and to to see an organization that is not only doing the right thing, but they're they're doing it the right way. Yeah. And you know, you never hear them tooting their own horns. They mm-hmm. don't, they're, they're so humble. They don't need to. They don't need to. I mean, come on. But I don't think they're even the type of people that would if they needed to. They're just so humble and so kind. Yeah, and it's a prerequisite for being on the show, by the way. It is. You, humble mm-hmm. and kind. That's yeah, it. and if you have your own horn, leave it at the door. Right. Um, but they, they've just, you know, it's been it's been so great to see them get the recognition. And I have, you know, people that have called me from the boat parade and said, you know, how can I contribute? How can I get more involved? Can, do they need space on my boat to bring some of the veterans? And, and you know, Mark Daddario, who's a good friend of ours, is going to be having, he'll have the veterans on the boat this year for the parade. So he'll be um, with the lead boat. Another change I made this year, which is going to be popular with some, unpopular with others, I took away the big lead boat thing, the big, mm-hmm. big boat. Um, the past boat was problematic, and they were very challenging to work with. And I looked at it like this. If, if somebody wants to rent a party boat and be in the parade, great. Rent a party boat and be in the parade. But, again, I, I feel very strongly about this being a grassroots parade. Right. And I want to maintain that. I'm not going to be chairing it much longer. It's, it's, I love it. Say it ain't so. She's I'm lying. not. I've already given my notice. Is there anybody on standby? Side bets. There's no one on standby. No one on standby. <laughs> We're taking um, applications now. It's just, you know. I, I she work. says this like it's actually <laughs> no, going to happen. You know, real. we all know it's going to happen no. for real deal. No, honest. Watch. You know, I work full time. I have other things going on. There's there's other people that are requiring my attention these days. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll it's, see. you know, I love it. I kind of look at it like this. I never intended on taking I'm it I'm leaving. Over. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, hate you. I love you. Oh. Honey, you shouldn't have. But no, um, <laughs> I when I took it over, I was on the committee, and the people that ran it before me are 
God love them, um, Richard and Gwen, they gave their heart and souls to the parade. Mm -hmm. And um, they had to, for some personal reasons, step away from it. And so it was the second year I was on the committee, and everybody kind of looked at me and said, will you chair it? I'm like, yeah, I've been in Florida for a year. Sure, I'm sure I can do nothing with it. But I I took it over and um, had a vision. And, And I'm very proud of what it's become. But it's been... Yeah, you are. You blew that thing up. Well, I'm not kidding. Listen, you, the humility sure. right there. Come on. But you turn that thing around. But it took cooperation. I mean, sure did. when I wanted to move it to Fridays, I the first two years I chaired it, I got pushed back. And, and I was like told with an iron fist, no, you can't move to Friday for political reasons. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, this is dumb. We're the oldest parade in the country. We shouldn't <laughs> be the stepchild to any other parade. And I love all the other parades out there. And they're all very different. But if we're the oldest parade in the country and we don't get you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations. I mean, we start from scratch every year. We have amazing sponsors, and thank God for them, or we wouldn't be able to do it. Wasn't there one year that there was just one boat I just to keep oh it going? God. I, I think, think I think, I think there was, like was going to be no parade. I think it was, and I think one guy was like, no, we are going to keep this going. Yeah, because, and wow. he, and one was, boat went, and it counted oh my God. as it was, the parade. Okay. And he had, There were a lot of lean years. I would I would love to see if there was like, I don't think there was video footage or like a, f- <laughs> a photo of that guy. Everybody's waiting. John, go on the, the hunt. See if you can oh, find the dude. Everybody's one, waiting on the side. The yeah. Parade. Well, Where's the other boat? You know, like, I'll ask Jay because he's been the lead deputy for the last 12 years for it. It's so probably like a 17 whaler. Maybe he was the boat. Maybe, <laughs> Jay, maybe Jay was the boat. Could have been the boat. Could yeah. have been Jay's boat. It, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, so maybe he was if just you running are across, on the fence about being in the boat parade this year, just if not for anything, just do it for that one guy. Yeah, let's do it for him. Do it for him. Well, you know what? Uh, why I think people should do it, and it's funny because Jason, our friend that we love, mm-hmm. Coastal Wealth, he's Pompano his whole life. He grew up in this house next door to where he lives now, and that's a great story. But mm-hmm. anyway, his whole life he's lived in Pompano. They've watched the parade every year. And we met, became friends, and I'm like, y'all should do it. He's like, you know, we've talked about it. And they did it last year for the first time. He goes, why have we not been doing yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, he told me, too. He said he had a blast. It's so much fun. Like, people yeah. have so much fun out on the boat. And I think it's a great tradition to start with your kids. Um, I know people say, oh, gosh, it's a lot of work. And it, you can go big, but you don't have to. I mean, two years ago, somebody's lights blew out right before the parade, and they had flashlights. And I'm like, yeah. those are my people yeah, right, right there. Like, <laughs> I just love the fact that they're like, screw it. We're going for That's it. Cool. Yeah, you know? they need some they kind of trophy for that. Fun. And, you know, it's like. We were in it last year. We did were. a whole pirate, Pirates and Mermaid theme because we had a bunch of kids on the boat because, you know, Lone Shark is very right. much a family boat. Oh, yeah. Um, even though they're serious about the fishing that they do, they're, it's all about family first. Yeah. That's the philosophy. I fish with those guys and that's the philosophy on that boat. And we all love it. And I can tell you, I mean, I I fish tournaments all over the place. I never have more fun than when I fish with them because number one, the kids know how to fish. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really like a a fun day because you can only get so angry when there's a bunch of kids on the boat, right? you know, and to me that is, I don't believe in being angry on a boat. Some no. guys believe in yelling at their, oh, yeah, yeah, listen, I know a lot of like some of the best boat captains are out there yeah. that are cool as a cucumber when it comes to well, stuff like that. the good like ones that. are, yeah. the really good ones are cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, no, but, but we have a good, we had a good time. We dressed like pirates and yeah, mermaids and, you know, just you drinking beer and so whatever. And rum. I mean, yeah. how else will you get into Christmas well, that's in when Florida? We say, right. And that's when we exactly. say, you know, snow or cold weather it or was y'all fireplaces. 
Remember right. when they came by is when we sang Baby Shark because we said yeah. Lone Shark and then <laughs> oh, yeah. we started singing Baby Shark. Is that what it was? Yeah. Are you gonna be you gonna yeah. be associated with the parade yeah, this I think year? I'm, yeah, she and uh, I and Jeff are doing it again this year. Jeff Martin nice. from ninety three point one. I think this year this year we're gonna be what off boat. You guys Liz are gonna be with us. Gonna be with you guys. Yeah, I think you're gonna be with us and so are Sarah and Betty. Real party. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's gonna be, be fun, fun. <laughs> and. But it's, it was fun. I mean, and Jeff, I mean, God love him, was the first year he worked with us. Well, it was the first time the three of us were together doing anything, and it just worked. And <laughs> she and I, we just played off each other really well. And so every now and then Jeff would have to actually do the job because we <laughs> were the colorful. Mm-hmm. We were like, like, oh, right, my hey, God, they're so read cute. The list. And, There's know. another boat coming. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> and what was weird is last year, okay, this for this will be the 57th year. Last year was the first year in the history, well, except for the year that there was only one boat, that the boats have ever been in numerical order from start to finish. Every year when I've announced it, it's been like, here's the first boat, and then there's number two, and then it's like 17, and then it's like 26. And mm-hmm. and you're trying to, I mean, I don't believe in reading. Like, we have notes, so we remember what boat's what, but I don't read stuff. It's boring and then some people write like the magna carta and i asked for two yeah. cents you're, you're like, talking to a guy that runs a podcast with yeah. like absolutely <laughs> no, no sheet notes. of paper yeah. in front of <laughs> so me there's like no notes we yeah. just we just you know are raw and so we start having so much fun and and just like um and this boat you know so he wants to at least acknowledge who they are because we're like ah baby shark and you know oh my god hi guys and then we had well, remember the people that i love i love 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 them that were at the awards dinner and she got a little tipsy Okay, she got really tipsy. She was taking pictures. Of her oh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. They How are could I forget? Hilarious. Okay. And to <laughs> yeah. to not embarrass her, I won't say her name. Yes, please but, don't. No, yeah. Yeah. no, I love her. <laughs> I love them. But anyway, what was so funny is I loved how they brought their boat really close to the dock, and they're like, Rhonda. And I'm talking back, but they can't hear me, so she doesn't think I can hear her. And she's like, Rhonda, and waving her arms. And we're, like, trying to talk back to her. And Ding. it was, it was Open hilarious. Open mouth snort. But it was just so cute because she's, like, all excited. And they're, oh, my God, they're, they are so If that story cute. ended with, and they crashed into the dock, I think I would just. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be bad. But um, well. but they're, they are the most fun. I love those people. But in her defense, she had been sick for, like, four weeks with the flu, and it was the first time she drank. And I didn't know she had been sick and hadn't been drinking. So I'm like, oh, you want my drink coupons? I'm not going to drink. And oh, God. I, it was my fault. Next time that happens. Yeah, uh, I take account drink, of that. Yeah, drink coupons over here. I will. Over here and yeah. this year we're doing, oh, we're doing something really fun this year for the captain's briefing, which is fun. I just think that's a big party. We're going to be at the Marriott. Mm-hmm. And we're, weather permitting, we're doing it outside. And we're going to do a photo bo- booth this year. And we're going to oh, do, cool. like, just some cool, fun things. We're going to have a little steel drum dude. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like I like that the the mm-hmm. Pompano Beach Marriott. It's a really fun it's, place. It's an awesome place. They're lovely people. We have even better prizes this year than we mm-hmm. had you know last year. And at, that's you know the other thing. It's like the parade's free to enter. Yeah, we do kick ass raffle items. I mean mm-hmm. Yeti coolers and mm-hmm. trips to the Bahamas and you know I mean we <laughs> well okay this year we're gonna change our venue. But, oh god, um, that wasn't why I was laughing. No. I have oh. a story behind that. Okay, that was like oh that <laughs> yeah, but there was. The timing was weird, but anyway, we've What's got your story? we've got trips to the, the guy last year who won it. Oh my God! Do you remember? He thought it was a. Uh, remember when I played the joke? It was a trip to to the big Bahamas. game, and um, 
She said, oh, no, it was, she says said, it was a... Sergeant for the day with Jerry Squadrino. And you get to ride on the back of the car. And <laughs> don't he's you like, remember I don't that? want that. I, he won. He's like, here, I don't want it. And somebody else took it. They're like, we'll take it. It was the you trip to the Bahamas. No. You were sitting right up front. <laughs> I don't... Re- no, when, I don't... No, I, I, I think this is the first time no, I'm hearing that story. No, you were there. I brought, so, well, I'm not doubting that. I know I was there for a fact, but <laughs> I don't remember right that. Jay. But when it was, you know, I pull up the thing and I read what it is and then I do... I call their number and they're like, yay. And they come and get their price. Some of them don't say yay. That just was like for, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, so I said, okay, the next prize. And, and you know, Jerry Squadrito, who's the sergeant for the, the motor unit, mm-hmm. we talked about a lot about the Marine Walk on water tournament. And walk. he runs a walk on water tournament, which benefits Special Olympics. He's phenomenal. But he and his crew do so much to keep the road safe the night of the boat parade. And I couldn't do it without him. I mean, he and Major Adkins and all the guys that have been involved have been phenomenal. But Jerry is hilarious. He mm-hmm. has got the best sense of humor. So I'm like, he's always busting me. So I'm like, I'm going to bust him. So we, I pull the gift. I go, oh, my God, I wish I could win this gift. I'm like, you can be sergeant for the day. And you get to ride on the back of Sergeant Squadrito's motorcycle and see what it's like to be a motorcycle sergeant for the day. And he's going to take mm-hmm. you to obstacle courses <laughs> and learn how to drive his motorcycle. And then you'll have a test. And then you're going to do some field work. And then at the end of the day, you get to celebrate by going to Benihana for dinner. And I'm saying this with a straight face. <laughs> and Jerry's in the back going, what the hell are you saying? Because he has, I didn't even tell him I was going to do that. So I'm busting him. And <laughs> so I call the number. Well, it's my friend Robert Hartzell that won. I don't want that shit. And he's like, he's like <laughs> I don't want to be, his ass is going to be all sweaty. I don't want to be on the back of his motorcycle. I don't want this. Yeah. So he gives it away to Donnie Hoekstra. And Donnie, because Donnie's like, hell yeah, I'll do that. That'd be cool. I'd love to be sergeant for the day. And so he comes off. I go, not really. It's a trip to the Bahamas. <laughs> so the dude it that denied it, what are you? He luckily, gave it to him. He let luckily, him have it. Okay, the good news really? is Robert and Candace are awesome. They have the boat island candy. I love them dearly. And they go over to the Bahamas a lot. So it's no big deal for them <laughs> one way or the other. And they have the best sense of humor. So I, as a consolation gift, their kids go to LSU. So I got them LSU sippy cups as a, as a consolation prize. But it was so funny. And and Jerry, because he was in the back, and remember the sound system was kind of screwy that night. Yeah. So yeah. he couldn't hear everything I was saying. He's like, what the hell am I signed up for? What? I'm not, I know he's riding on my bike. Did you get approval for this? <laughs> You're gonna have awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all, all right. the times he's writing down time. I know. John, John right. 13. <laughs> We're at 13. John's Lucky. writing like an hour there, there while the notes. <laughs> there was like an hour there where you didn't do it, but then, yeah. You got Lucky right. back to back. All right, listen. Go listen. What's next for you? What's next for you? Because I know you got to get back to the firehouse. Um, What is next for me? Yeah. I just finished my PhD in health and human performance. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> yeah, she's we smarter than us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, going to in, in health and human services, health and human performance, health and human yeah, performance, like sports nutrition. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm actually, so you're a doctor. I am. I am. Dr. Victoria. You just finished your PhD. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I didn't know that. I would have led with that. That's phenomenal. Um, Humility. <laughs> right. Beauty and birth. kind well, and humble. And so, yeah, I'm cheating on Pompano and I'm moving. <laughs> But I'll always be in Pompano at heart. <laughs> I am switching careers and moving to Fort Pierce so I could surf more. Wow. The, long, the longboard capital some, of Florida. I have some plans, but I kind of just want to take a, a break. And yeah. Surf, yeah. I don't blame you. 
I don't blame you and for taking a break after a PhD and life. firefighter <laughs> and paddling all the way to Cuba. And I'm and trying to make myself take time off, and it's been really hard. Yeah, I can't do that. Every time I say I'm going <laughs> to do like, that, it never I'm going to take time off. Yeah, sure, I'll do this. Oh, I'm going to do that next year. Oh, what can I? And yeah. Stop. My New Year's anyway. resolution was to, like, just fish and paint more. <laughs> you know, because I don't paint yeah. a lot here right now with the way that the, with the kind of flux that the studio is in with the build out that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I need to paint more for sure. But my New Year's resolution was, yeah, fish more, paint more, yeah. be in the water more. It's like never, like this year has <laughs> been the worst actually because it's been so busy. busy yeah. But um, PhD, that's awesome. So you're yeah. going to be a North Jetty so, local. I, I guess so. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations Although to I don't you. know, I like Walton Rocks. And Walton Rocks, Walton Rocks is good. Yeah. I'm a goofy foot, so I like to go. So am I. So Walton, yeah. or the north side of the rocks kind of writes. Yeah. But if it's good, I'll write it. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of <laughs> end with this story, right? This is my North Jetty story. <laughs> okay. Does it have to do with the shark? No. Okay. Um, it has okay. to do with um, what it did to my confidence. Oh. Right? And I kind of maybe, maybe there's a kid out there that um, might hear this and might make a difference, right? So it was a summer day. And um, I'm at my friend Craig Hevling's house in Margate, and um, my brother calls over there, and he goes, hey, North Jetty's fired. It's like overhead, right? And I think I was 12. And, you know, when you're that young, you're like talking, you <laughs> think you can do anything, right? So I'm thinking, and I had never been out and surfed that big. But I had surfed before, and I'd surfed plenty. You know, by that time, my brother thought I could handle it. So I'm thinking, all right, whatever. We go up there and we're all three of us are paddling out and set rolls through and just trying to duck dive. It was hard for mm -hmm. me. Right. And then my buddy come here, come up. My buddy Craig like, was like, Whoa, that was the set. Like, all right, well, let's, let's get past that. I don't want another one of those. Right. So we got to get to the outside. And, um, just then like this wall of water just starts coming right at me. And then there's like, like an old local guy. Right. And he goes, He's like, hey, kid, that's you, buddy. Paddle, 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 paddle. <laughs> right? So I'm like, oh, crap, that's me. So I'm paddling, 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 paddling. And I feel the wave starting to take me a little bit. Right? And then I just see a dude coming on the inside. And you always hear the stories. Of, it's like, you know, actually, right. he's coming from this side. So he's like, oh, you always hear stories. Don't cut off, and especially local. Like, especially when you're 12 years old. Like, you really, like, believe all that stuff. Like, you know, like, point break kind of thing. <laughs> so I try to pitch out. And then the top of the water hits my board, Oops. and I go over the falls. 12 years old, I'm not a big kid, right? You look at me now, I'm like 12 years old. Imagine how little I was. I wasn't even 100 pounds. Oh, God. Right? Oh, and God. I thought I was going to die. I got sucked under, couldn't get up. I was trying to fight the water. I wasn't, like, trained in it yet and everything like that, and it was only making things worse. Seeing, like, news stories flashing in my head, like, you know, a 12-year-old kid died and everything like that. And I went back, right? My brother comes out in the beach and finds me later. And I just sat and just sitting watching everyone surfing like that whole day. And um, he's like, you got to get back out there. Like, you got to paddle back out right now. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now. Right. And they didn't. Hmm. And I always regretted that. I mean, I'm in, I, I could make up a story like, yeah, I paddled out and I <laughs> conquered it and everything like that, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I didn't surf for a while after that. Hmm. And, I really looked at like as kind of like a little bit of a defining moment in that part of my life. Um, and I want to talk to about to any of the kids out there that are facing a challenge like that, that 
if life beats you down, no matter whether it's physically or mentally or spiritually, mm-hmm. go back out. Yep. Paddle out. Right? Whether it's not even paddle on the surf, paddle out into that situation and face it head on. Mm-hmm. Because it took me years to really gain confidence back again to be who I am today. Right. Because you know, I feel I'm very confident now. But it took me years to get back. And that was a very defining moment in my life. Yeah. So when you bring up North Jetty, like every time I think of that place, I think of that moment. Huh. Right. And so um, everyone paddle out. So I want to thank you guys for coming in yeah. today. So and the new thing we're saying, right, like my buddy Mike G says, your ego is not your amigo. Right? <laughs> Just do your best. Right. And let God do the rest. And always remember to eat, drink and be local. Thank you very much. Connected by water. See you later. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>